Coming up on episode 38 of Nosebleed Seats, the Cowboys have won three in a row. The Dolphins lose. We introduce a new segment, college football recap. The Canes keep rolling. We get weird with Wolchuk. UFC 217 was a smashing success. And as always, we hear from the Otis. So stick around to the show everyone can afford to listen to the Nosebleed Seats. Some nosebleed seats to show everyone can afford to listen to. It is episode number 38. 38. Can I can I shout out myself, Walchick? Is that allowed? I don't know. Bab did, I'm not so really you sure. might as well. That's true. Bab kind of just set the precedent for that. Was it last week? It, it, was. Was, it was last week, 37. Okay, so you were 37. Yours truly. I was 37. I myself, 38. Number 38. Rocked it in high school. Was handed the 38 jersey as a sophomore, and I was pissed. And then I just rolled with it. I said, to hell with this. I'm sticking. I'm going to make it my own. And now Jeff Heath has just ruined that for me. Mike Anderson. You remember Mike Anderson, the old Bronco Bronco running back? back. Yeah. Fullback slash running back. Had the 1,000-yard season for He's them. He's morphed into C.J. Anderson, right? Isn't that the second coming of yes. old Mike Anderson? Very true. A.K.A. Jamal Lewis. A.K.A. C.J. Anderson. Dallas sports favorite, Vernon Fiddler. Vern Fiddler. Good old Vern, man. Old Dallas story. Yes, absolutely. Is he better than Vern Lundquist as a human being? Uh, or is or is this Vern the best Vern of all time? Because there's the only best. been like six Verns, right? He's the best Vern of all time. Okay. What's his last name? Fiddler? Fiddler. Like Fiddler on the Roof. Instrumental. He plays huh? the Fiddler. The, the, he's a, here. He plays the fiddle. So, he was, a mu- so he was a musician. Uh, he was a hockey player, but he was gotcha. a musician on the ice, is what he was. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a, and he rocked number thirty-eight. My yeah. man, hey, we're, that's yep. family. That's Symbatical. family, Fiddler. Yes, love you. We are the Nosebleed Seats Podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, and producer Bab. Gentlemen, I hope you had a good weekend. Somebody had a good weekend. I don't know who it was, but I think it's the guy over there with no pants on. Yeah, it's you, Wolchuk. Yeah, it was a heck of a weekend, and for those of you that are wondering, well, what happened? Somebody get a little lucky? Three in a row, three, three in a row, that's you. The Dallas Cowboys are riding a three-game win streak, baby, as they knocked off the Kansas City Chiefs 28-17 to at home. Suck it, NFC East Yoda. You know what you're talking about. You know nothing, and just like I said to you guys, None of us know a damn thing with this Zeke stuff. News Three broke. in a row. Hold up. News broke. Zeke Elliott's suspended. Three in a row. Hold up. I'm like, oh, gosh, about to cry myself to sleep after the show. And I'm thinking, nah, Zeke's going to be playing. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Somehow, someway, the 2-1 is getting his high knee on that field, and he got to go. And we'll see. We'll see what happens in the future. I it's have no idea. It's not about we'll see. Who gives a crap about what we'll see? We'll see. We're getting nostalgic, baby. We're getting nostalgic on two days ago. But, You're still oh, chubbing. You got a victory chub carryover. It's so true. That's going to last till Saturday. At least. You have no blood in your face. Oh, it was such a beautiful game for the Dallas Cowboys. Eric, did you finally get to watch this? I finally got to watch <laughs> it. Uh, surrounded by Prime Rib, Jason Whitlock, and, and Jane Slater. I was eating wings, 
sushi and watching football, man. It, it was a beautiful thing. Well, I was working behind the scenes, but I rewatched it today, and I've got a notebook full of goodness for you. Oh, I know you do, man. You probably just, I mean, were you just every single play? There was just positive, 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 good thing, good thing, good thing. Wow, Jeff part, Heath, holy crap. Is that, a, is that a positive play? Good night, Jeff Heath. Yeah, no, there's maybe, a lot maybe of not. I don't know. I mean, I don't know about the Walchick notes, man. I mean, you probably, I mean, you see things that others don't see. Well, let's go in there and let's dive all. Gosh, let's go digging. First thing that happened, and you got to be at the stadium and see it firsthand. Sure did. But the Cowboys did a video tribute to Tony Romo, former cat quarterback, number nine. They had a welcome home nine displayed as well with the little CBS logo as he's now shifted to the booth, and it was his first game broadcasting the Cowboys. It was a Romo suck fest, all right? Right right up until kickoff, it was a Romo suck fest. We got Romo everywhere. Welcome back, nine. The big jumbo thing's playing this huge tribute to him. He's got his little FaceTime face in the corner so he can get his live, real-time reaction. He's waving thank you like he's just won some sort of election. I got to say, it was it was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. I and I figured it. if you would have been there, you would have teared up for sure. Dude, I had the chills just watching it. Just hearing it, I bet. We back played at the station. It, oh yeah, well, no, we. I hadn't, didn't get to hear it until the post game show. We aired it. Fair and, enough. And uh, just getting to hear it without even seeing the video, or seeing his reaction, was gorgeous. It was beautiful. I got very emotional. And then today, when I went back and and I was prepping for the show, I watched the video. And it, it, they also did it at the very beginning of the game. They they talked about it with him and Nance in the booth. Yeah. And he said like yeah, I was emotional. I didn't see that coming. I thought it was beautiful. It was a great tribute. You were emotional. Tony I mean, Romo. Come on. I mean, now I get why you got that that victory chub carryover till Tuesday because there's some there's some love and emotion behind that. So much love. And I thought Tony did overall a great job with the broadcast. I thought well, I think Troy Aikman got a lot of slack or flack early on for being way too homerish the first Cowboy game he called. I thought Roman did a pretty solid job of being right down the middle. Not really showing a ton of favoritism, just calling it like he saw it. Said he got a lot of flack. A lot of flack. Flack with an F. Flack. F-L-A-C-K. Think so. I think what that's is how it's flack? spelled. I don't know. Flack. Hey, Bab. A lot of rubbish. What's flack? Can you figure that out for flack. us as we discuss Walchick's that's game not a, notes here? I'm because, not the only one that's heard that term, right? Because obviously Walchick's in the booth. I mean, Walchick. Romo's in the booth on Sunday, and people are there's just flack flying in his face. And I'm trying to figure out. No, there was, was no flack. The I, didn't I said he flack. didn't get a lot of flack. Oh, there was no flack. Flack. The definition of flack. See, I'm thinking, I thought there was flack everywhere. Well, listen to the def. Two definitions. Anti-aircraft fire. Gotcha. Is that what you were talking that's about? That's not it. Strong criticism. That's it. Ah, okay. That are you sure it's not the first one? He didn't no. have. I mean, airplane fire blown in his face. I mean, he's still alive, isn't he? I, I can't. That confirm. stuff can take down planes. I can't confirm. I only saw him before the game. I, I can't say that I he's saw him. He's still after. living and breathing, and he's well. Okay. So there's flack for you. Now you know. Thank you. Trying to adjust your vocabulary, but here we go. Game notes. Boom. Romo tribute. Awesome. Loved it. Xavier Woods, folks, is ballin. The Cowboys rookie sensation from Louisiana Tech. He's getting more and more playing time. Hollywood. And he is stepping up. He is tackling. He is making the most of his reps on the football field. Second thing of note, and this is something that the Chiefs are a very underrated team, is their special teams, right? Returning, they're excellent. They're great on blocking kicks, covering kicks. Well, on Sunday, the Cowboys did a sensational job credit Chris Jones for placement on his punts, but the Cowboys coverage unit of getting down there, rallying around to Anthony Thomas or Tyreek Hill or whoever the hell the Chiefs had back there. They did a great job of getting down there in coverage and eliminating any kind of big plays from that area of the field for the Chiefs. 
Other thing, Sean Lee should be getting defensive MVP consideration. I couldn't agree with you more. It is a shame how underrated and underappreciated this guy is. Most underrated player in sports. In sports. Not football, not on the Cowboys, not in the state of Texas. Sports. Music to my ears, and that is said from a non-Cowboys fan, ladies and gentlemen. I am admittedly slightly homer. 100%. Guy, I mean, that's why we have NFC East Yoda, right? To keep oh, me accountable. I, you football Yoda and I, we, we've said, look, we got to get out of this. We're Cowboy fans at heart. We made a foot and an NFC East Yoda. And let's it's pass, a it on, let's pass on the torch, man. Let's pass on the torch. And, and that's that's just you being self-aware. That's the kind of guy you are. But the impact that Sean Lee has on this team, I mean, you take him off the field, they can't stop Don't a nosebleed. Don't do it, man. Dude, well, nosebleed. Why would you want to stop that? There's no stopping nosebleeds. There's no stopping the nosebleeds. Even Sean podcast, Lee baby. can't stop no- nosebleeds. Zach Molchuk, Eric Schiaffalo, producer Brad. No, but you get what I'm saying. The run game, the run defense is atrocious. Oh, it's got awful. And they are their past defense. I think there's a trust that just goes into every trickles down yeah. to all three levels. The defensive line can just play looser because they know if God forbid something happens, they get out of their gap integrity. Sean Lee can scrape and clean everything up. The defensive back, the safeties can just play a little looser because everything in front of them is usually played to perfection because Sean Lee's on the field. He's able to just diagnose and dial up things before they happen. He's just such an intellectually savvy football player. And it's something like they're giving them, they're only giving up like 17 points a game with him in the lineup, and it's like something like 25 points a game with him out of the lineup. They look something like one crazy. of the worst defenses in football when he's not out there. When he's out there, they look like a top 12 D. You're right, man. I mean, they were impressing me. Kareem Hunt had nowhere to go. I mean, all game long, I'm watching it, and I was just blown away by how well the Dallas defensive line played, and that includes a Tyrone Crawford who doesn't know how to set an edge. That includes him. And after the game, I went down by the locker room, and David Irving was standing right outside there doing an interview with Babe and Brad, Mm -hmm. and holy God, he is a mammoth human being. I thought it was, I'm like... Is that a Mavericks player? Is that is that well, is that a six center? Foot nine, is that I a think, center? Six, seven. He's I'm like pretty. I'm, I walked right by him. He is massive in every way. He's as tall as any NFL player you could ever imagine. I'm thinking. I'm looking at him like you got to be in the NBA, and not only that, you got to play center because I think your only matchup, competitive, fair matchup, is with Shaquille O'Neal in his prime. Did I mean, I'm telling nipple, you, did he show huge. you the nipple rings? Did you see the nipple pierce? No, I was dying to see the nipple rings but he had a shirt on darn it he was all business at that point they and he, had, he had a really good the game. shirt no they were there was no protrusion but his pecs were i mean the dudes the dude's jacked i mean he's huge and he's tall as heck and he's not even it's not even like he's tall and thin kind of like charlton the dude is tall and huge and now i understand why he's so dominant well hey don't get to that too soon my friend that's on the that's on the notes that's on oh. the notes baby wait so was he dominant or was he not we'll I, get there. I, I thought he was oh dominant. he was he was okay. but it wasn't just him okay Oh, it was the whole team. Next thing on the list. It's everybody. Look, I'm I'm a guy who's critical, but I am fair. And when mm. a guy that I've been critical on steps up, plays well, I will be the first to shout him out. Terrence Williams, huge game, my friend. He stepped up now. All of his plays, they were made because he was able to come back and catch with them titties. All about body the titties, baby. Patch. It's all about the cleavage with Ooh, Terrence. Body really catch, is. just scoop it, scoop the ball to my chest. Bring it thou, pigskin, to me, and we will turn up. But... Tony Romo was saying it in the booth the whole game when I listened back and watched the game. Terrence Newman. Terrence Newman. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Terrence Newman. Is he still in playing in no, the he's, NFL? He's starting for the Vikings still. Yes. Got hey, what is he, 46? He's the oldest player in the National Football League. How old is he? 40. 40. Okay. Four, Pretty sure he's wow, 40. Everybody's wowing at Tom Brady. Terrence Newman. At a position at cornerback that you have to be athletic. 
Fab, give me a stat, status check on that. I think Did he's he, wait, 40. Are we sure Mike Evans didn't kill him on that block like three years ago? No. Mike Evans will get to him a little later on in the show. But I thought Mike Evans killed him. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Walter. No, he didn't. Terrence Williams, you did a phenomenal job. Yes. 39. 39. He just wow. turned Jeez, 30. He I mean, just come on. Turned 39. He just turned 39. So he's on the cusp of 40. On the cusp. All right. Never he's mind. Not, quite not impressed. Yet. Not impressed. Terrence Williams, hell of a job. Getting up field, making plays, third down conversions. They were using him all over the field. He stepped up. He had a great game. Des that boy, Bryant. T. Willie. People want to get on Des Bryant. What Des Bryant does, folks, You want to get on Des Bryant. Oh, I'd love to get people, all over Des. Not people, you. I love, I'm a Des being self-proclaimed for life. Proud I love of it. Proud Des. of it. Proud of it. I'm out and I'm open, baby. But Des Bryant, even if he is not making plays and getting the ball in his hands, he affects the game offensively in so many different dimensions. The opening touchdown to Cole Beasley was because Des draw double coverage. You allow Cole Beasley man-to-man inside on the slot. He attacks the post. Good luck guarding that. So much open field. Dak hits him. Great throw. Boom. Touchdown. Just because Des isn't getting on the stat sheet, fantasy fans, doesn't mean he's no longer a big-time playmaker in this Cowboys offense. Bryce Butler, on the other hand, not a good player. I don't know what the hell's going on with Bryce. Oh, wow. You're you're off the Bryce bandwagon? Bryce Butler is so frustrating to me because he's got all the potential and the physical talent in the world. When it comes down to it, the dude just can't make plays and catch the football on a consistent basis. Hashtag blame the sun? No. That's not... I don't want to hear about that. And Dez somewhat complained about that after the game, too. I don't want to hear about this. No, dude. I'd be hearing all about it. I think it's if I was a, a player, I'd be so pissed. It's a flaw in the stadium design. Sure. But you yeah. deal with it. Do you no, ne- you don't do you deal never, with it. Do you, you never play, it. How do you no, fix it? I, I saw, do you never play in outside venues where the sun affects you? Put, some, put some freaking curtains oh, get on. Over it. No, You're a pro. Dude, it's fun, You're a pro. It's funneling the Quit sun making race. excuses. Were you at the game? I'm going to no. do it. Were you at the game? I've been to many games at AT&T Stadium. I Man. wasn't at this game. Were you surrounded by sushi, though? In my because, face. No, because when you're surrounded by sushi and prime rib, your vision is better than ever. You're done. Than it's ever been. No longer. There were so this many. Topic. There were, leaving this topic. There were so many rays. Wrap it up. Piercing into this the topic. stadium. Byron Jones, terrible game again. What is going on bad with player. Byron Jones? He's he a bad player. Snowball. It, it, yes, I don't think Byron is good. Can you cover tight ends? Oh, he can cover tight ends. We've talked about this. Oh, he covered Gronk. Travis Kelsey beat him like he stole something on several times throughout this game, including the one touchdown that he had, the only touchdown the defense allowed in the second half. And then he has two personal fouls. Huge. One of them leading up to the Tyreek Hill play. Which is the greatest play in NFL history. At the end of the half, Byron Jones, what in the world are you doing? Figure it out, man. Yeah, all I hear is Byron Jones can cover tight ends. Byron Jones can cover tight ends. Next thing I know, with sushi all in my face, I look down at the field and I see Travis Kelsey doing some sort of like sack race. It was funny. Like field day esque celebration after scoring a touchdown. I'm like, yeah, Byron Jones, what are you doing? The read option, Dak off the read is money this year, guys. 100%. Inside the red zone, that Beautiful. is a money anywhere on the Such field. Such a good really. threat. And, and it's it's if Zeke is out there, I don't know if it'll work as well with somebody else. But Dak Prescott is delicious off of that read option. He's phenomenal. So good. No, he really is phenomenal. Really, really phenomenal. Yeah, oh, yeah. I can't speak highly enough about Dak. You know me. I think he's an MVP candidate. I, I couldn't disagree with that. Not at all. Jonathan Cooper, he's he's found a home now. Jonathan Cooper is figuring it out. They're getting that gel together. Hopefully, Tyron Smith is healthy. He had that groin in a back. He's had the back. Now the groin. Yeah, we're, that, that's, that's something we got to hold our breath for. Jonathan Uh-oh. Cooper, kudos to you, my friend. You struggled the first month of the year. You're figuring it out. Zeke, still the man. He's a stud. Zeke Elliott, with on this team, has the Cowboys a Super Bowl contender. With him off of it, I still like Alfred. I like Rod Smith. I like McFadden. 
good guys, not elite guys. Ezekiel Elliott, elite. It's just a different offense with him on the field. It sounded loud. The fans, look, I'm very critical of Cowboy fans, and I think people that go to AT&T Stadium, very fair-weather fans, they're kind of there to be seen, not as much there to cheer on the Cowboys. It sounded loud at AT&T Stadium on third downs at the end of the game. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, you are not wrong at all. It was very loud in the stadium. I could totally notice it. Uh, even the guys I was around, the producers in there for the the radio broadcast, they're looking around saying, man, this is, this is the loudest I've heard it in, in a while. And there were a lot of Chiefs fans. Don't get me wrong. There were plenty of red in the crowd. Go well, ahead, Bab. Listening to Sham on the radio, it, it, it felt like there were – at times, two stadiums like there with each team because there were a lot of Chiefs fans there and they made a lot of noise. But the Cowboys fans did, oh, they did. make a you can hear them getting their the chant, their yeah. chant going on. Yeah, there. Oh. yeah, they were definitely even like right at the kickoff when it's like or, or like I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like oh, the, it's national the national anthem, anthem. Like, the, the home of the Chiefs. I yes. was like, oh, okay, here we go, here we go. And it was and like I said, dude, it was a lot of red. So before the game, I'm thinking, uh oh, dude. Is the Cowboys. Be, what's what's about to happen? Yeah, here? the but Cowboys, no, Cowboys played. Fans, they were loud, dude. They were it, loud. it seemed loud, and the same thing happened at Texas Stadium. I went to a game where the Chiefs came uh, to Arlington, or then it was Irving, not Arlington. But Irving. Same thing. Great travel, well, great fans. Final note: pass rush. Demarcus Lawrence and David Irving are really, really putting the Cowboys' pass rush on the map. You're getting solid play from Crawford and Collins inside with Taco Charlton rotating in. The end of this game, third down, Taco Charlton with the sack, following play on fourth down. Bab, cut 44. Jeff freaking Heath seals the deal. Two guys, Cowboy fans couldn't have been harder on. Taco, and then this play by who? Episode 38, Mr. Jeff Heath. Jeff Heath. Let's give it to him. Fourth and eight at the 43. Smith in the gun. Hunt the running back to his right. Fourth down and eight. Snap is back. Looking, standing, throwing middle. Intercepted! Intercepted by Jeff Heath at the 40-yard line. The first interception thrown by Alex Smith all year long. Oh, baby, yes. Thank you, Brad Sham. Hell of a call. The Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Jeff Heath, the game-stealing interception. Kudos to the Cowboys defense. Incredible game. The Cowboys played their best game of the season against one of the league's best statement game. Now five and three onto Atlanta. Things are looking good in Cowboy country. I'm ha- I'm just happy for you, man. Thank I mean, you, you're just you're you're a much happier, much much more pleasant person to be around when the Cowboys are doing well. And now I got three three good Walchick weeks in a row. And God, it feels first good. First attempt. Well. I'll tell you what, bud. Tell me. As happy and joyful as it's been for me as a Cowboy fan, I look across from you. Yeah. And you're Dolphins right now. Well, Bab, this is going to be cut 71. They didn't do, do too well on Sunday Night Football against the Raiders and Marshawn Lynch. Derek now going to go under center. They stack the receivers. Cooper behind Roberts right. Crabtree left. They give it to Lynch coming straight ahead. Breaks a tackle. First down. Lynch into the end zone. <laughs> Touchdown! Raiders! Beast mode. Breaks the tackle in the middle of the front and speeds into the end zone for a Raider touchdown. Thanks for letting me relive that one, Walchick. God, Marshawn that's a Lynch blessing. looking like the Skittles of Miami old. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. <laughs> uh, something 
Hey, something's wrong with the speakers on that thing, man. I don't look, know. Jake Cutler didn't look bad. Devontae Parker back looked good. I mean, there were some positives, right? Listen, dude, I didn't even watch the game. Oh. Okay, I followed it on Twitter because I am a, just a desperate human being. And so I did follow it on Twitter and saw that, hey, listen, we put up 24 points. Holy crap, that is that is an anomaly for this Dolphins inept offense. We traded Jay Ajayi last week, so I'm like, okay, we're obviously, we're just throwing crap. I mean, we just don't care anymore. I mean, we couldn't get any use out of him because our offensive line was so terrible. I literally said this before he got traded last week on the episode of how, how good he was, but how we could just get nothing, we could get no use for him. So it was just, I'm like, why do I even care to watch? Well, you might not have gotten used any use out of him, but uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, well, heck, they were loving Jay Ajayi on Sunday. What are you talking First about? Wentz again in the shotgun. Oh, God. Wentz comes back to Ajayi again. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. At the 20. At the 15. 10 5. He dives. And he is in for the touchdown. His first touchdown as an eagle. A 46 yard explosion by Jay Ajayi. I don't know why you're trying to rub that in my face. He's an eagle now. He is. He's going to run all over Dallas in two weeks. Oh, yeah, that's and I'll true. be there to watch it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little nervous about Eight that. Eight and one Eagles. Newly added Jay Ajayi for his first 40-yard touchdown. First of many. Wow, that's a scary combo. LeGarrette Blunt and Mr. Jay Ajayi. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt smoking isn't going to see the smoking field. Blunt. They've, they've got some kid named Corey Clement that's splitting time with him now. He's uh, Blunt is done. Listen, that is the most. They upgraded with Ajayi. Thanks a lot, Miami. That's an awesome. That's got to be the best duo in the league. When you have a Jay and you have a Blunt, does it ever get any better than that? I don't know what you're referring to, but did it hurt to see Ajayi traded? I mean, what was your initial reaction? Honestly, it didn't hurt. I don't have like a huge, it's not like he's been some long tenured Dolphin where it's like, listen, I've already seen Dwayne Wade leave. I've seen Jason Taylor play in a Jets uniform. I've seen Zach Thomas play in a Cowboys uniform. Nothing can hurt me anymore. Literally, nothing can hurt me. So, I mean. Until you win the Super Bowl, because... So much suffering as an Astros fan. Now I know what it's like on the other side. Yeah, we'll get to your celebration here in a little while, Astros fan. But now the focus is on me and my awful team. Okay? And Jay Ajayi gets traded away. And it's just like, okay, we obviously don't care. And it's not his fault he sucked. They keep talking about, oh, his production's not great. Well, that's because the offensive line is the worst ever that football has ever seen. So it's a bad time. It's a bad time in Dolphins land. I'm pretty much, I'm checked out. But the good thing is my Hurricanes, I ain't no, baby. Feeling good. Yeah, we'll get to your Hurricanes coming up a little later in the show. It's the No Split Seats Podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab. Well, it's time now where I look across and I say, hey, what's going on, Eric? Chilling, dog. Usually, I'd be like, what's the biggest dub, biggest L, biggest L, biggest dub, however you want to phrase it, of the week. But something new has come to my attention, and it's like, I feel like we should hit that E spot. Was that a good sell? Did I nail that one? Dude, you, you felt like did, I was a dude. little I was a little weak on that. I was a little hesitant. No, you were hesitant, but it was your first time. I know yeah, you'll get better. I was trying to rope a dope it. It's time to hit the E spot, ladies and gentlemen. New segment. Don't worry, biggest L, biggest dub. It's not going anywhere. It's still gonna be here. We're still gonna figure out who's taking L's and who's taking dubs. Obviously. We can't let that go by the wayside. But new segment. It's called Hitting the E Spot. Yours truly, Eric Chiafalo. So 
this segment. It, it's an audio-filled segment. Now we're still workshopping it, so I hopefully put you know, me we don't, through the paces. Yeah, I'm really putting. We're making bad work, work here. finally. I actually went through and double-checked. We had all the audio together, so there was no awkward moments. I'm actually getting a nice point down where it's like I point bad yeah, place. Yeah, like the the chemistry is just through the roof right now. Like thank God no one's like moving to South Dakota or anything to like just totally throw a wrench in. This, I know that I, would just I, be. We're awful. gonna be together forever. Don't worry, guys. Yes, we are, baby. All right, so let's hit the E-spot. We're going to start with Jameis Winston. You, my friend, get the life comes at you fast of the week. Comes where? At you fast. And hopefully. hard? Harder? Always hard. I mean, I don't have to say hard. It's always hard. What so is? we're going to start with Jameis Winston. Now, life came really fast. There you go. That word again. This week. What? Yeah. Is, you, what? It, and, it, and it really was all this over. This is like a PG-13 show. It was more than just his face, Walchick. Wow. He was eating a W before the game. That is graphic. He was so excited. He had his hand. I thought it was in like a two in the pink, one in the sting thing. I thought what? it was like a shocker thing that he was putting in his mouth. He's but it lost was a his W. Mind. He's lost yeah. his mind. What did I tell you last week? Jameis Winston's done for. Dunzo. Totally Dunzo. You're it, right. It looked you like he was it. making like crab claws. See, I thought it up. was the shocker. Get those crabs in Jameis's mouth. <laughs> I thought it was like Yoda fingers. Yoda fingers. No, he is no Yoda. Like lady yeah. fingers? Jameis is no Yoda. You ever he made a trifle? A you know what okay. a trifle is? That English dessert? You have the lady fingers, like the sponge cake in there mixed with the berries and the pudding and the, the whipped cream? He had no whipped cream or berries on his fingers. He just had it shaped in a W but he, that but looked like a shocker. He had his fingers in his mouth and was sucking on them. Yes, and that's what I'm saying. So this is how fast life came at, at Jameis this week. Start with the, uh, the just... Never been more excited. Eating W's. Let's go kill the Saints. Jameis, take it away. I want everybody to look at me. I'm going to pass it to Corn after I say one thing. Let's go. That's a W. Let's eat one. Let's eat one. That's a W. How many people want to eat a W tonight? Yeah. Let's eat a W together, Jameis. What did that guy at the end say? I like yeah, it's like Mike Evans or somebody like coming into the shot, like desperately trying to rescue this pregame speech. The looks, on, <laughs> lo the looks on all these guys' face, the, like Deshaun Jackson's, like, oh my god, I'm kind of wishing I was with Kirk Cousins. Am I actually saying that? I wish I was with Kirk Cousins today. Like the look on his face was just like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm here. So th that's the first clip we have of Jameis. And now you're going to see why life came really fast at Jameis because that was directly before the game. Now, Jameis, how are you feeling directly after the game, after that terrible loss to the Saints? Jameis, it's not the first half where you guys didn't get a touchdown as an offense. What, what did they do to, to set you back offensively? Uh, I got to do my job better. Mm. I'm not doing good enough. We got to find a way to score touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, he's just so deflated. Life came so fast. Well, he's been you, shut down now my God, for dude. God knows how long. Maybe the rest of the season because of his shoulder, quote-unquote, injury. Really, it's just bad play on the field. We're not having a chance to win with you, but we're not going to bench our number one pick. So we're shutting you down due to injury. Fitzpatrick, um, trying to win some games. Harvard guy, go, go, go. Mike Evans, by the way, you're suspended a week because you just ran over Marshawn Lattimore after your quarterback aggressively went and fingered him in the helmet. So thank you, Jameis, for hitting the E-spot. Let's move on to Tony Romo, Walchick's favorite human being in the world, yes. and Deion Sanders. They get the feud. I love, oh, both those guys are awesome. I love both those guys. Do you love both of them? Prime time and Tony. All right, let's see I like if you Tony still love more, both though. right now. Feud of the week. Wait, they're feuding? They're, they're yeah, former, they yeah. shouldn't be. They're former Cowboys. No, no, no. no they they, they together, hit the E-spot. They have that 
that connection, right? No, oh, they, they have the connection with me because they hit the E spot in Feud of the Week. Peters doesn't want to tackle. That's one of the things I'm telling you. He's really good out there at the corner off coverage, but in tackling? Not his thing. No, and he makes Deion Sanders look good at tackling sometimes. Boom! Hey, Tony, I, I tried my best to take the high road, but I don't, I don't know the address to the high road. So I got to come at you, man. You, 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 ten years as a starter, you're two and four in the playoffs. You ain't won nothing. I tried to bury the hatchet. Both of us work for CBS. I went and shook your hand and say, Tony, you're doing a great job this year. I thought that would be it. But nevertheless, you keep on shooting at me. Tony, what's going on, man? I got a gold jacket that I didn't buy. Dak says hi. <laughs> and bye. Tony, leave me alone, man. I got a lot of ammunition, man. How many interceptions? How many interceptions? 19 and 2012, come on, man. You threw to everybody but me. <laughs> Tony, come on, man. You know you never won the big one. You know you never won the big one. So stop, man. Leave me alone. I tried to take the high road, but I don't know the address. Pew, 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 pew. You seem upset about that, Walter, but man, he literally, he turned his diss like almost into a song. He got musical with it. He's like, Dak says hi and bye. And something else. And it was just, it was it was a beautiful way to come back at Tony Romo, even though I think undeserved. I think, uh, let's not uh, be, let's not okay. cry about it, Dion. Hey, listen, Dion, we both work for CBS, but but bleep you, man. Yeah, thank you for taking that. Uh, if you were going to defend Dion there, I'd have had a bleep hole of the week with your name on it, Mr. Chiafalo. Bring it. Funny, entertaining, yes. Very petty on primetime spot. Dude, you just said it yourself. You got a Hall of Fame jacket. And you know what? Tony didn't say anything that wasn't true. You didn't like to tackle, and you famously are quoted as saying it was a business decision and embrace that you didn't like to tackle. Why are you getting so butthurt about it now? That's what I don't get. I'm like, Dion, you've always talked about, yeah, man, I'm, I'm too pretty for that. I'm too good for that. I'm, I'm a corner. I'm paid to cover. I'm not paid to, to do the dirty work. All right, that's fine. He's always owned it. There's got to be some underlying beef between those two that they just don't like each other, and something as minute like that from Tony Romo could have set him off to go on a funny little rant bashing Romo, but still completely out of line. Dion, check yourself. So thank you, Tony and Dion, for the feud of the week. Let's move on to Mr. Charles Barkley. Everybody loves Charles Barkley. Oh, yeah, Charles. Well, Charles Barkley's getting the couldn't set it better myself award of the week on his thoughts on being a vegetarian. I need to call Ice Cube. Uh, vegetarians for the bakery. You don't think there are actually vegetarians? There's no such thing as a vegetarian. Nobody doesn't like meat, Ernie. Prime uh -huh. form tonight. It's not a thing. <laughs> Nobody doesn't like meat. Nobody doesn't Prime like meat. Prime form tonight, but he knows, I man. I couldn't have said that better myself there, Chuck. opened up a PC can of worms because there's all kinds of vegetarians. What's the other thing? Vegans? I don't know, dude. What's I love What's the difference meat. between ve vegetarians eat fish and vegans don't? Is that where we draw the line? No, I, I think vegetarians don't eat any meat at all, including fish. And uh, vegans fish. eat fish? I think vegans eat like... Uh, or they don't do something with dairy. I There's don't know. It's something some weird. going on. There's some weird stuff going but on. But I'm all about it. I'm Look, all about meat, man. I'm, I'm a all meat about guy. the meat too. But all yeah, the meat. That's a little bit uh, moronic to say that everybody does like the meat. But it's true. I was gonna say. I mean, you can say that all you want, Walter, but you're wrong. Well, think about it. Charles Barkley, I couldn't have said it better myself, my friend. Let's move on to our favorite Pac-12 coach. Oh, the Leechster. Is it Pac-12? Yeah. Washington State, Mr. Mike Leach, you get 
the On Point of the Week award for your thoughts on college football mascots. Take it away, Coach. Okay, <clears throat> let me think here. Well, first of all, there should be more sharks if you're by an ocean. Couldn't agree more. That tiger at LSU that's a live, real tiger sitting in there in some metal structure, which clearly he could rip his way out of if he wanted to, even half wanted to. That's an awesome one. Uh, the Buffalo that's Colorado, an awesome that's one. an awesome one. There's a place in Kansas called Pitt State. And I used to see it on film. We didn't play them. They're called Pitt State, and they're the gorillas. And there should be a lot more gorillas for Definitely. Um, mascots. Because think about it, a gorilla can whip a lot of stuff, you know. So then the, the students and everybody, um, when it came time for the opponent to come out, they'd play Welcome to the Jungle, just blaring. Just blaring Welcome to the Jungle. Then the visiting team would come through the tunnel, and they'd all be hurling bananas at the visiting team. You'd see bananas everywhere, bananas bouncing off helmets, bananas just flying through the air. Uh, and that was welcome to Pitt State because you're about to play the gorillas. How about that? I mean, how Leach knows he came from a school where they used to throw tortillas around. Mike Leach, man, tackling the important things in college football. Bananas bouncing off helmets. Couldn't have said it better myself, man. You get to get that word. Award just like Charles Barkley, oh, but that is, is Mike awesome. Leach on point of the week, and I think Jim McElwain would agree. More sharks, maybe Hugh. More sharks. No, no, no. I don't think you said anything about Tampa Mr. prostitutes. More Did prostitutes. He? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, not more sharks. We should get a mascot. Sharks or prostitutes? The old. I don't think we can do that. Uh, bad. Holler at those girl collection chicks that you you oh, got. You built up at, a rapport. We're, we're about to go to the girl collection oh, next I, segment. Yeah, but we we'll are get going there. there. Okay, well then you can put in a good word. Reminisce one last of Wednesday night. Oh, it's a party time. Mm. Well, before we get there, we gotta stop and talk to Mister U Darvish, former Texas Ranger, current Los Angeles Dodger, well, current free agent. Oh yeah, you. Last time we saw him, he was blowing the World Series. Blowing who? So Darvish, you get fraud of the week, my friend. For your fake-ass apology to Dodger fans for sucking it up in the World Series. Second Hill. Personally, I'm good, but like, just feel bad about like Game 7. Hold on. Sure, it, 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 hold it, on. It was, it was a tough this. loss. It was a hold tough loss. Hold on. What? You Darvish can speak English? What do you mean? Yeah, dude, he's a human being, dude. This guy's been in Texas Every human being speaks since English, bro. 2012 and has not done any media because apparently there's a language barrier and he's had to have a translator the whole time. So that is actually you, Darvish's voice speaking English. Oh, yeah. That's courtesy of TMZ getting oh, the bilingual you, Darvish. Oh, my God. Bleep you, Darvish. Maybe he's been just practicing, dude. Maybe he's been sharpening up on his English Play skills, Play the clip. This man. is mind-blowing. Right, this is you, Darvish, giving a fake-ass apology. Go ahead, It was a you. tough loss. It was a tough loss. Do, do you have any message to Dodger fans, you know, still reeling from that? So for the Dodgers fans? Yeah, for the Dodgers so fans. So, like, um... <laughs> uh... So... Yeah, sure. Um, for the Dodgers fans, I'm, I'm so feel bad about what a Dodger fan because... They expect about like a, we won the World Series, so no, you didn't. I I couldn't do it, so I'm so feel like a, a little sorry, but I did it my hundred percent, so you know. 
play message. Do you think you'll still play for the Dodgers? You're, you're a free agent. All right, I don't care about this. I don't you care. You're going to still play for the Dodgers? You? Dude, That's a fake apology, That you. guy speaks better than Nate Diaz. And hey. he couldn't have given a single interview? Well, because since you rudely interrupted the beginning of that, Bab, can you play that again and just hear the, just the initial him saying, oh, well, I, I mean, I'm fine, but, uh, you know, yeah. Personally, I'm good, but yeah. I like, just feel bad about like game seven. Personally, I'm oh, good, but just feel bad about you know, that. You know, game seven. Whatever, you. You're a freaking fraud, you. <laughs> oh, the most important game I've ever pitched. I kind of feel bad about that. Sorry, personally, guys. Personally, but I'm, I'm good. good. I'm, I'm good. good. I'm good. I'm all right. The man is bouncing off helmets. <laughs> All right, let's get to the leader of the week. We got a hockey rant that'll just blow your mind. It's better than Jameis Winston's W slash shocker eating pregame. This is a, a high school or middle school coach, hockey coach, just just ripping into his team before the game, talking about how they're just going to slay this team on the ice. Take it away, leader of the week. And they're going to beat up Green Mountain. What? Yeah. I want to see you sticking your hands up these guys' and working them like a Whoa, whoa. I want you controlling these mother like they ain't been controlled and they're lying. Because you know what I'm going to do out there? I'm going to watch the warm up. It's going to be a good warm up. A lot of jam. And then you're going to beat up Green Mountain. God damn it, I have no idea where I'm heading with this. But I want to see you beat up Green Mountain. Green Mountain. leader of the week actually got fired believe it or not so well, kind of a shame okay hold on how old did you say those kids were i want to run through a wall the for video, that guy. it looked like the video they were like middle school they looked 12 or 13 and he's saying we're gonna bleep their wives i want you to shove your hands up their bleeps make them up make them up <laughs> <laughs> make him a puppet or a muppet or something i thought it was brilliant oh my god you can start to see the other coaches step in they're like coach coach like no what you're saying right now is not okay what are you doing and then the kids start saying bleep yeah oh yeah oh the kids are they, fired up man. they think it's okay they're, they're laughing no you hear them laughing you hear them chuckle like wow this guy's really lost his mind but i'm ready to run through a wall for this guy so oh my he's goodness. clearly leader of the week. And, and you would think, man, a high school coach really knows clearly, I mean, how to motivate his team. An NFL coach has got to be able to just totally, I mean, he's a professional motivator, these NFL coaches. Well, Ben McAdoo, he gets speechless of the week, speechless of the week, because his halftime speech went a lot like this. Ben, what did you tell the Giants at halftime when you guys were getting your bleeps kicked all up and down your home field? Um... <laughs> okay, thank you, coach. Yeah, he's donezo, man. One in seven. Man. That was they asked him at the press conference, coach. What did you tell your team? How did you motivate them at halftime? Um. Yeah, I didn't. We gave up a uh, touchdown on a fourth and thirteen or fourth and thirty-three, whatever the heck it was. Ben McAdoo, ladies and gentlemen, we're mailing it in. Speechless of the week, and that does it for hit the e spot. 
Man, coming in strong on the first ever eSpot Did set. you like that? I did. I like that. Bouncing off helmets. I mean, that's just straight original. Mike Leach came. I mean, don't thank me. Thank all these nominees. I mean, Jameis Winston, you were on fire. Romo and Dion, feud of the week. Just beautiful. Charles Barkley, I mean, we love you, Chuck. Mike Leach, I mean, he should be coach of the year. You Darvish, fraud of the freaking universe. Hockey ranter, I mean, what a leader. What just, I mean, I want to run through a freaking wall for that guy. And Ben McAdoo, I mean, why? I loved it. Great job. Thanks. We look forward to hearing more. Nosebleed Seats Podcast, Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab. Ladies and gentlemen, it was a very, very big moment in the lives of one of the members of the Nosebleed Seats fam. And it is at this time we give the floor to our producer, Zachary Bab. We're popping bottles, baby. His Houston Astros are World Series champions. Woo! Baseball bits. Welcome. To the girl collection. Yes, candy, oh my God, chastity, cinnamon, bread nasty, equation. They're all here and about, baby. Oh, Woo! man. Astros got the dub for bad. 56 years of disappointment and sadness is over. Finally, after all this time, I've, I, I have a title in Houston. It's amazing. What happened? So tell me, walk us through this, Bab. This this is for you very quickly to just unload what's in your heart, what's on your mind, what the heck's going on. So, Game seven. He did it again. George Springer, the man of the hour. First player ever to hit four home runs in or hit home runs in four conse- or four World Series games, not four consecutive. He missed just one of them. Uh, I think it was game three that he didn't hit a home run in. But yeah, hit the home run. In the second inning, to go ahead, five to nothing. Dodgers end up getting a run back, and uh, yeah, and here we are for the first time in 56 years. Charlie Morton, who's normally a starter, comes out of the bullpen. You good over there, Eric? Yeah, I'm we've great. had Chiapolis <laughs> has been moving around, distracting Bab. He already is is not the best talker. So when you start distracting him, then it's even slower to come out. We need, we need verbal diarrhea right now. I had to talk That's to what the. We want. We I want had the to talk excitement. to the DJ. You are, you're subduing him. We want him to be coming in ferociously torquing like he is right now. Oh my gosh, guys, we're popping bottles. Eric's shirt is off. My pants are off. Bab is dancing in his seat right now. Cinnamon is here on his lap. It is, Shirts off, baby. It is grinding time. Oh man, no split seats podcast is lit. Right now. Charlie Morton comes in, gets the save. Okay, should I should DJ, I DJ turn up the, the music? The, DJ, gosh damn it. Should I take you through the last out? I want the because last out. I, I am, want tears. I want the whole story. I want an audio of your initial reaction. Did you cry? You failed me as always. Yeah, I know. So now, I was so caught up in the moment. Put us there. You are a play-by-play man. Put us there like we are watching you with Paint the Astros the winning. So, so okay, so I'm at my apartment. Illegally streaming the game, but not really because I don't break the law. Leave that part out. <laughs> Continue. Watching the game, and I am convinced. So they go up 5 nothing in the second inning, and I am convinced. I am petrified the entire next seven innings that they are still going to lose because I've been an Astros fan my entire life. Inverted nipples. We get it. Continue. I am so scared. So soft. So they get to the ninth inning. Charlie Morton's in. He's been in it for like four innings. He's normally a starter. This is like his second career relief appearance. They get the first out. 
They get the second out, which I think is the strikeout. So all they need is one more. So all they need is one more. We've been there. Ranger fans know what that's like. Twice you were a one strike away. Thanks Twice, for the reminder. <laughs> Watch yourself. So there's the pitch from Morton, and it's it's inside against a left-handed batter. So he's standing on the right side of the plate if you're facing towards the outfield. Kind of jams him as he swings, and it's just kind of a slow little dribbler over to Altuve. It was at second base, and he picks up the baseball and zings it over to Yuli Gurriel at first. And that's when it finally, like, clicked, like, holy cow, we're actually World Series champions. Holy cow, we're popping champagne, We're popping so much champagne. Did you have goggles, or did it sting? How did it feel? I poured it into my eyes. Oh, you just drank it with yes. your eyes? Yes. Gosh, you must you have gotten just drunk through your eyeballs? Face. Yes, It's nuts. Who are you talking to? <laughs> How much? Okay, is no, this no, but a seriously, new thing? How I, much? How I'm, much? I'm at a loss. Okay, but how much butt chugging went on though? That's the real Whoa. question. <laughs> Victory butt chugs, man. Whoa. What are you talking about? Whoa! Hey, Bab, don't. What Bab, kind of stuff are girl, you doing? Bab was doing it at the girl collection last time we were here. Some so let's stuff, not sit here and play first the, of all, the oh, girl collections in Vegas. And what's the saying? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. This is a safe space and all, but that was kind of something I think Bab. Kind of told us, dude. Don't talk about the again. butt chugging is a championship staple. I mean, I, did, I I I made that promise not thinking that the Astros were gonna win the championship. Okay, I think see, that's fair. See, I, thank you. I, I I am not a butt chugger, but if you anymore, seen not, not anymore. If you've seen videos at Minute Maid Park because they of had you, the game, I've got videos of you at the girl collection. They had and Minute Maid Park. They butt had chugging, they had so. the game up on the jumbotron at Minute Maid back in Houston. I thought and you there were up a, on the jumbotron. There was a hell of a lot of butt chugging going on there. Yes, and you were involved. <laughs> Here and play but they that. throw it, and, and so, and my girlfriend's over watching the game. Well, watching the game with me, she's not. A she was baseball watching fan. you. She was watching you butt chug. Why couldn't <laughs> she have filmed this? Yeah, seriously, could, I'm gonna have to talk to her. She's about a radio that. gal herself. She, she couldn't understands. have gotten some audio. We so, definitely needed to play the video I've, on here so I've, everybody could watch. I should have hit her up. I freaked the hell out of her because as the final out goes, and it finally clicks in my head that oh crap, we're World Series champions. I like come up with this strength that I previously did not know, and I jump like 10 feet in the air. I can feel my head graze the ceiling. Oh, my gosh. And I just, like, spike my hat into the floor. Gronk spike. And, yeah. And, and now there's a hole in all, your apartment and, floor. And, and kind of from, from there until, like, today, midway through the celebration when they're starting to, like, wheel the World Series trophy out. Onto the field, I don't remember anything. Was there full torque at that you point? When did you go full torque? Blacked out, pretty much. Did you cry? Sports I came tears very, of joy. I came Sports very tears. close, but no. They, they were wow. they were well. I could feel them well enough. You were but, watering. But you were yeah, watering. Yeah, yeah. watery eyed. Yeah. Well, uh, I know you're a huge Astros fan, so obviously, I mean, you went to the parade. How was the parade? Uh lots of lots of butt chugging at the parade. Okay, so they're okay. See, so let's not sit here. Come on, guys. So we Mester, all know championship Mayor, butt chugging. Oh, were there were there reverse blunts? That's the real question. <laughs> uh probably not at the parade, but probably back at bat. Oh, no. did, did you and your girlfriend I reverse blumpkin? <laughs> we did not. Why not? I think, not I, think, I think the mayor of Houston, Sylvester Turner, on the stage might have done a reverse Blumpkin with AJ Hinge. Oh, I did see that. That was on Sports Center, not top ten. Well, Hinge no, likes to get a little, on the top a little ten. Bit. Oh, okay. Ooh. Confusion. Ooh, yeah. He might have gotten in some shruffle devils leading yeah. up to that one. Some stanky danky. Yeah. So all in all, has it set in? Has it no, it's, in? St- it's still not. Because believe it or not, this is well, just the this is this is just what it's like to be an Astros fan. So that night. So, you know, 
I've called like 20 people who I know who live in Houston, and they're, they've been calling me, and we're all, you know, ah, Astros. You know, all of Babs' sources. Yeah, all of my sources. Thank God for those sources. Trying to see who's going to win the game. Had so many baseball this segments is, carried by those sources. He had year. to figure out what the this, final score was going to be before the game, so he called all his sources. This, this, is, this is not a lie. So it's 5-1 in the ninth inning. That's when the Astros win it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was I, have a, I have a dream or a nightmare that night, rather, yeah. that Charlie Morton blows a four-run lead Blows what? in the ninth inning. Blows the lead. Blows the lead. But that didn't I happen, don't know that so guy. why did you no. even have wet dreams? It was not wet. It was very unpleasant. Dry dreams. Though. But I you thought, said it was a nightmare. Yeah, I thought that... we had lost the World Series. Wait, so did you? then did you lose your torque? <laughs> so you soiled yourself. So you went flaccid sure, after we'll the championship? Your championship sleep consisted of you going flaccid? Gosh. Because that's, that's awful that's way to how, go about your championship That's how sleep. bad it is to be an Astros fan because you are always convinced they are going to lose. Even when they finally won it, your brain is still going, they are still going to F this up. Okay, the funniest thing for me was I had class with Bab the night of Game 7, right Ooh. before the game. You didn't go over there? Huh? The, Shame on you. You should have been there to get the reaction. No, because I don't think he, I think he needed oh, that you song. You should have been reverse Blumpkinning. <laughs> yes. Well, I was. Each other. Not with you, Bab. Sorry. <laughs> I saw Bab in class, and after after class, I go up to Full him. Full Astros gear. He's decked out in that Correa jersey you were wearing. He had his little Astros, like, Under Armour long sleeve underneath with, like, the Astros logo right there on his Adam's apple. And then he had freaking Astros hat, ball game hat. And I'm like, he looks like he's damn near the manager for the Astros. And so, at, or, so after class, <laughs> I walk up to him, and I'm like, dude, how you feeling? Like, what's going on? He's like, oh, dude, I'm already checked out. Like, I'm already I'm already over it. I'm like, yeah, you're over it. With the brightest orange Astros jersey I've ever seen in my life, you're probably wearing Astros thong underwear right now, like I know you love to do on game day. <laughs> I know you have your Astros socks on. The you pajamas. are the furthest thing from checked out, Mr. Bab. He's trying to, he's like, well, I mean, and I called him out. I was like, you're not freaking checked out. You're covered in, well, you, you probably just got an Astros tattoo on your covered ass Covered in Astros cheek. goo. He's like, yeah, well, I still support. I, I still support him. I just, I just, I know we, I know we're out. I know it's over. I'm like, all right, whatever, dude. I was uh, until Five days later, because that's how long the game probably took. He's butt chugging <laughs> and championship prating, going flaccid and championship sleep. I mean, what a just a just a wild chain until, of events for until you, the man. final throw from Altuve over to Gurriel at first. I was still convinced there was no way they were going to win the World Series. Even today, you're not. Because you're still been, not convinced. Yeah, and they've won it, and I'm still. Every once in a while, I'll be like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right, we won." Because, but did we? I still don't fully believe it. Well, you still took an they L have been last so week, bad Bab. for so long. Just because you won the World Series, Houston, it's fan. like the Browns winning the Super Bowl. It doesn't mean that you didn't take an L last oh, it's week. That bad because they it went feels that bad. You go right down the street to Reliant Stadium or whatever the heck they're calling it now down there, and uh, for the Texans, NRG, NRG Stadium. That's right. Deshaun Watson tears his ACL like 17 hours after Bab was butt chugging. So yeah. celebration. That's just like, so Houston. That's just, oh that's, just God. God, that's just God keeping the city of Houston in check. That is the sports gods coming together and saying, all right, you know what? That might have been more so than Jameis Winston. That was probably not so fast of the week, or, or life comes at you fast of the week. Astros fans, World Series championship. You wake up, Deshaun Watson. On his way to Rookie of the Year, on his way to a Hall of Fame career, blows his knee out. Bananas bouncing off helmets. Well, congratulations, Bab. Uh, the Girl Collection was... Except for that Deshaun Watson thing. Sensational. Uh, congratulations to the Houston Astros on a phenomenal season, as much as that pains me to say as a Ranger fan. But heck, 
They deserved it. Good Are you going to get an Astros tattoo, by the way, on your ass? Isn't how's that, that, what you're supposed how's that to Correa jersey? Like, is that like stretched out at all? Or Astros ass tat. I mean, <laughs> victory ass tat. Fat guy in a little. Can we get back to the ass tat? No, we're not huh? going to talk about no, I'm that not getting. I'm not getting an H star on my ass. I might get it on my. So f- disappointing. I might get it on my face. No split okay. seats podcast. <laughs> Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bam. The Deshaun Watson segue is perfect as we now recap the rest of the NFL. Honestly, Bab, the face is classier. <laughs> what happened in the National Football League Week Nine? So yes, we already hinted at the Ajayi trade. There was a lot of stuff that went down literally the day after we recorded. I'm just going to keep last my show. By the way. Why not? That's what happens. Kelvin Benjamin gets traded to the Bills. We called it. Didn't we call it on last week's show? Yes. We said that it, it is it is our fate. Every time we record, there is guaranteed breaking news within 17 hours. We're like Houston Astros. I mean, we can have just a World Series type nosebleed seats episode, and we wake up the next morning, and freaking Deshaun Watson tears his ACL. It and is. that's exactly what the NFL trade deadline did to us last week. So Had true. a great show. Wake up in the morning. Next thing I know, a Jai's an eagle? Benjamin's a bill? What the heck is going on? Holy smokes. And who else got traded? Because I know there was even more than that. We got uh, freaking Dwayne Brown or whatever his name is. Yeah, Dwayne tackle. Brown. He goes He's to a Seattle. Seahawk. I mean, who does the NFL think they are? The NBA? All of a sudden... The NFL trade deadline useless. Nothing. Now it's big time breaking news. Most meaningless trade deadline in the big five of sports. It's, and suddenly it's like front page news. The NFL trade deadline's filled with a bunch of has been washed up. Randy Moss is going to Tennessee to blow for four games before he retires. I mean, that's what the NFL trade deadline is. Until Nosebleed Seats records the night of. And then you can expect stuff to happen. So trade deadline goes down. People are switching unis. Kelvin Benjamin's a bill. Well, guess what? We're going to have to wait an extra week for his debut. Short week, understandable. They played on Thursday night, and his team got spanked around by the New York Jeets. How'd that make you feel watching two division foes battle it out? I mean, it didn't matter. Like I said, I checked out as a Dolphins fan already. So you don't care. All right. So yeah, it didn't matter. Don't Look, care. It doesn't matter. The Jets, Jets Bills. We've we talked about? about it. They're playing good football. The Bills, much different team on the road than they are at home. It is funny, though, because Buffalo were talking about last week, like, hey, damn, maybe the Bills actually are pretty good. They're stringing together some victories against some teams that we think aren't too bad. But you're right, man. When, when they're when they're at home at Ralph Wilson, that place is on fire. That place is windy, and they get after it. When they go on the road, you lose to the Jeets, man. It's strange. It is bizarre. We know Jay Ajayi, we just played it a little while ago. He decides to go to the Eagles and become an awesome running back again, making them look like a legit Super Bowl contender, which leads me to ask, how the heck did NFC East Yoda do this weekend? NFC East Yoda, not terrible. Not his best week. Washington kind of screwed him a little bit in that Seattle game. I mean, man, he could not Came see back that right coming. at the end there. You did not see a, a, la- a final play. In Seattle, in Seattle, that defense blows it. Give me a break. So, I mean, they had a safety in that game. It was weird. And so, so Yoda, I mean, NFC Yoda, he, he just, he had to admit that one, right? He, he took that one, took it right on the chin. The other one that got him was, listen, Zeke was all up in the air last week, man. We didn't know left, right, up, down. Is Zeke going to play? Is he not going to play? Well, he played. Cowboys are 3-0 in their last three games. And NFC Yoda falls to 2-2. Two and two. He called the Giants. He called the Eagles. But, man, he got a little fuzzy there with Dallas, and he got fuzzy there with Washington. I mean, there's really not much else you can say. Two and two, not terrible, but I, I, I'm pretty sure he's going sure to bounce back. 
like he always does. Football Yoda, one and two, not not his best week after tough. three and a week. Tough, tough, tough. Did he get a big head? What was it? Cocky? Well, I, I, you know what? Benefit of the doubt, I guess. I don't think he foresaw Deshaun Watson's injury, and he rolled with the Texans over the Colts. And I think had Watson have played, they only lost by six. They had a chance to win it at the end there. Really? But with Savage out there, that's not happening. He rolled with the 49ers, showed them some faith that I don't think they deserved. They lose. They're still winless. And then the one game that he did pick and get correct was the Raiders beating the Dolphins. The Raiders needed a win. They were desperate. He's doing pretty decently on Sunday Night Football. Just needs to work on the other ones. Just can't get a big head. Can I make a point here that I yep. think no football Yoda, NFC East Yoda, or football Yoda has seen? Certainly. How it's gone through, what are we up now, nine weeks of play? Half the season. Most teams have had their bye. They've played eight games. The Fox Sports, you know, they tweet out, as we get closer to the playoffs, they tweet out, you know, here's what the playoffs would look like if they started today. Yeah, I actually did part of that tweeting uh, with who the Cowboys would be facing in the first round. And, okay, so let's start there. NFC, Eagles and Saints are getting first round buys if the playoffs started today. What? I don't think anybody foresaw that. The Cowboys have to go on the road to play the Vikings. Yep. And this is the this is this like shouldn't That's even tough out. Boys. This like shouldn't even be a game. The Rams hosting the Panthers. That's crazy. Even though the, Ram, the Rams it? aren't bad, dude. The Rams aren't bad, and the Panthers are going to smack the Dolphins around on Monday Night Football this week. So I don't know, man. NFC is looking strong. The and Rams the, would be the one team in from the West. The Seahawks miss the playoffs. It's so weird that the Saints are the two seed. And get a first-round bye. Flashback to, what, 2006, 2009? They've had the worst defense in football for, like, four years now. They get Marshawn Lattimore, next thing you know. And then this this is probably the most ridiculous thing of it all to me in the AFC if the playoffs started today. Your divisional round matchup between the fourth and fifth seeds. That's a wild card. Is it, or, sorry, wild Thanks. card matchup. No worries. Good work by you, Walter. Is at Nissan Stadium. Love Nissan. Between man. the Titans and the freaking Jaguars. Wow. Titans and Jaguars. It is baby. a divisional matchup. I can understand where your mind yeah. was there. Yeah, absolutely. Man, that Doug is... Doug Marone and Blake Bortles Look, take on Mariota and the Titans. Eric and I were all over the Titans. They were oh. our darlings this year, and they're still we hanging around. We almost got in trouble There's, for that. Yeah, we almost HR did. HR had a little they, bit of... We, they had a conversation. They're like, Look, you're getting too heavy on the Titans. But uh, the Jaguars, though, no, I don't think anybody thought... We've been saying they're extremely talented. It was just that quarterback, not good. And, and that, they've and been winning. Coach. Can't stand Maroon. And you hate Maroon. But he's been doing a solid job. Man. I mean, I can't hate on him. He's got the best defense in football. Tom Coughlin, is he just the savior? I can't I can't hate on anybody who's winning with and in spite of Blake Bortles. I mean, if you're stringing Crazy. out victories, you clearly must have an all-time defense. That 85 defense. Bears step aside for so Jalen Ramsey and the Fighting Jags. What's the 6-3? and three? Uh, the six and three is the Chiefs hosting the Bills. Wow, so the Bills breaking that nineteen streak. I hope that happens, man. They're not in Ralph Wilson. They're not the same squad. No, they'll be one and done, but at least they're in. At least they're in. They haven't been in in, what'd you say? How long? Did you say? You didn't say. Since 1999. 99, yeah. Since that, the last time they the Music the City Miracle was their last playoff game. Oh, and what where a they downer lost that was. Unbelievable fashion to the Frank Tennessee Titans. check, dude. Yeah. Classic. Yep. That's the last time they were in it. At, yeah, so crazy. Craziness. Well, uh, you know, I heard Football Yoda and NFC East Yoda, they mentioned to me that they were going to be kind of coming in in style tonight. So I don't really even know what they mean by that. They usually just kind of just barge in here and take over the place. But they said they were going to come in in style tonight, so I'm kind of <laughs> looking forward to it, to be honest with you. 
how about uh, the Green Bay Packers and how terrible they are without their signal caller, Aaron Rodgers? This is just something we've known, but now the public is totally aware of. Aaron Rodgers is the only reason the Packers are relevant year in and year out, and they look like diddly-poo. They're 4-4. Four and four. They're going to just be losing, losing, losing. Lions go on the road. Marvin Jones Jr. has found a revival. Packers suck. I think that's something we know moving forward. Yeah, I mean... What, what else can you say besides Aaron Rodgers has been carrying that team for the last five years? I mean, it's it's amazing to think they've only not even just won one Super Bowl with him, but they've only been to one Super Bowl well, with we, Aaron bleeping Rodgers. Well, we look back on this and see this is one of the bigger wastes in NFL history if the Packers only went one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. For sure. I mean, at least at least you can hang your hat on the fact they did get one, but he's the kind of guy that there's no reason you shouldn't be at least uh, be appearing in a Super Bowl every, like, three years. Well, they've been in how many other NFC Championship games? They were in last year. They lost to the Seahawks two years ago. Did they lose to the Bears one year with him? I, I honestly I couldn't tell you. I don't have a clue. I just know he's only won one Super Bowl, and that is a freaking travesty. I mean, that is a bad roster. If you, if you have, I mean... And Hunley's bad. I mean, McCarthy's not. I mean, well, honestly, they're not even you putting Hunley in a position. Uh, yeah, the coaching a little bit. I was gonna say, well, and because just, you're not the, putting the him GM, in a position. I mean, to win. all the people who are Thompson. all the people who are making that roster what it is. It's like, dude. Well, it's built around one guy. Yeah, but it's not even that it's built around him. It's just they have him, and then they just build to whatever. It doesn't even Never matter. Never had it's a good offensive like you have line. Aaron Rodgers. You want to run, run through seasons here a little yeah, bit? Yeah, sure. Uh, lost conference championship last year to the Falcons. Okay, so one NFC East champ or one NFC previous year divisional round OT to the Cardinals. Okay, so that doesn't count. Conference championship to the Seahawks in fourteen There's and two. OT. Uh, you get a wild card loss to the 49ers in thirteen. Twelve lost divisional to the 49ers. Eleven lost divisional to the Giants. And then 2010 is when they won the Super Bowl. So he's been to three NFC championship games, 1-1. And you know the only, I mean, but, I mean, the Super Bowl team, they actually had a pretty good defense. And they still had young, like, Greg Jennings and, and things Nick like that. Nick Collins, man. Yeah, Nick they Collins. lost Nick Collins due to a weird yeah. fluke injury. He was the best player on that defense. He single-handedly changed the script to the Super Bowl with that pick six he had. You know what? Without him, they wouldn't have won the Super Bowl. You're right, man. If they would have just had Nick Collins this year, they'd probably be, the sexy headed, Knicks. To the, they'd, they'd probably be headed to the Super Bowl this Knicks year. Knicks make all the difference, it, man. It's, it's, how's, how's Nick doing, by the way? Nick Chiafala, shout out, brother. On the pecking order, it's... It's Nick Collins, and then it's Aaron Rodgers. You're right. Thank you for thank you for clarifying that, because now now I'm starting to understand the deal here. They, it's just it's really unfortunate for McCarthy and Ted Thompson. They they got their two best players, two all time players, Nick Collins and Aaron Rodgers, banged up. Unbelievable. We've now solved the problem. That's the riddle. Where's Nick Collins? Hashtag Where's Nick Collins? Hashtag he Where's had a neck Nick? Neck injury, man. I thought he died. What if I told you? Paralyzed. The Packers would never go back to the dance without Nick Collins. Oh, that's a 30 for 30 waiting to explode. Yes, it is. And the Nosebleed Seats podcast will narrate it, lock it up. It's Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab. We're going to step aside for our midway break. When we come back, it'll be time to get a little weird. Thank God! Woo! Hello, I'm Robert of the Diamond Broker. Over the past 30 years, many jewelry stores have come and gone, but we are still here. We were one of the first companies to offer diamonds from the cutters directly to the public. We are Dallas's original diamond broker with an A-plus rating at the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers. Located on the northeast corner of Preston and Forest, the diamond broker has been the go-to source for loose diamonds, engagement rings, bracelets, pendants, and diamond studs. 
I guarantee that you will not find a better company than the diamond broker to buy from. Want proof? Come see our walls filled with pictures of our satisfied customers. Ask around. Someone you know has done business with us. This holiday, visit the Diamond Broker for an engagement ring, pre-owned Rolex, or a special diamond gift for your loved one. The Diamond Broker, Dallas Original Diamond Broker, located on the northeast corner of Preston and Forest in Dallas, or on the web at diamondbrokerdallas.com. 3-0. Yeah, buddy. Nosebleed Seas Three Podcast. 3 in a row. Hold up. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer, Bab, Dallas Cowboys. Are now five and three. They've won three, three in, a, in row. a row. We Hold celebrated up. that earlier on in the show. In Hold up. But now it is time to get a little weird. It's let's get weird with Wolchuk, baby. Let's just get vaped out right now. I'm looking to get weird. That's weird, man. Time to get weird with Wolchuk, baby. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Weirdy, 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 weird. Smokes, I'm fired up. I got my shirt off. I've had it off actually for a few segments. And I've and I'm not gonna put I brought my weird shirt, but I'm not gonna put it on tonight. I'm letting the nipples hang. I'm letting the chest hair hang. You know, it's liberating. I love it. Let's get weird with Wolchuk, episode 38, edition. We start in Florida. Oh, yes. Miami? Not Miami. Edgewater. You ever heard of Edgewater? Edgewater. Nope. So it could be by the water. Maybe they can make their mascot a shark. I imagine it kind of by the edge of the water. This one hits home to you, though, for a multitude of different reasons. Give it to me. has to do with Florida, and it has to do with the church. Oh, so close to home. A church in Edgewater, Florida is begging for forgiveness after posting a message that some, well, most, people interpreted as being sexual in nature. They got Hugh Freeze running things down there. Last week, the Bella Vista Baptist Church posted a message on an outdoor sign that read, Damn it, Hugh. Quote, unquote, forgiveness is swallowing when you want to spit. You are freaking kidding me. Nope, I've got the image to prove it. This Article is taken from the Huffington Post, if anyone wants to see it. Bella Vista Baptist Church, forgiveness is swallowing when you want to spit. Now, I am not one of the Christian faith. Does that mean anything? To, to some, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can read in between the lines there. Of course, I mean, I mean, that is clearly someone, that is Hugh Freeze leaving a Tampa Bay prostitution ring, walking over to his other job at the church, and putting up the freaking... Quote of the week, talking about spitting, swallowing, and forgiving. That is clearly not a mistake. Well, somebody driving by posted on their Instagram and a picture of the sign, and that's kind of what's really brought this to national attention. Jeez, man. Captioned on the picture, the Instagrammer said, I think someone is a little mad at their wife. Although the message could be considered an oral sexual innuendo, I think we all got that. Yeah. Church officials insist they meant nothing vulgar. Sure. Representatives of the church told Orlando TV station WKMG the sign was, quote, completely innocent, end quote, was, quote, intended as encouragement to forgive, end quote. Whatever you say. I can see that as just... 
Now that is not just a just a everyday. Yeah, what do you want to say, Bab? I mean, come on, Bab. This makes no that sense to me. That is clearly Hugh acting out once again. The church has removed the message and told the station, "We apologize if anyone was offended." I, just... I am just trying to understand what the message could have could have possibly meant or been trying to say, other than spits and swallows. Having, Which one's it going to be? Having grown Hopefully. up, having grown up swallows. in a church. And still going to church, the people who I have attended church with through the years, I could see them swinging and missing at something like this. Forgiveness is swallowing when you want to spit. Just, just I mean, absolutely whiffing on any point they were trying to make and making it sound really bad. Forgiveness is swallowing when you want to spit. I think that's really all you got to say there, Walchick. Not sure there's any, uh, I mean, you can keep trying to defend Hugh Freeze. I'm not, I'm not defending it. I'm just saying. You're I, a Hugh I, Freeze I, apologist, I'm, I'm, I'm Clearly, no. it is evident you are a Hugh Freeze. <laughs> you are trying to get him back to Ole Miss, aren't you? Yeah, that's it. You're trying to get him to UNT. You're a yeah. sick dog. F. Latrell. I want Hugh Freeze. <laughs> you want Hugh Freed. Next up on Let's Get Weird with Wolchuk, episode 38 edition. Unbelievable. Eric, Bab. do you have any more thoughts on that other than it could be Hugh Freeze? I'd like to get your opinion. Well, I'm not going to sit here and defend Hugh Freeze like Bab's doing. Well, I don't think I refuse to do that. I don't know if you had anything to do with this one. I, I ref- Where's Tampa Hughes. compared to Edgewater? Does he Is he from Florida? Florida always gets the best of Hugh. Hugh know that. A judge has ordered a Hawaii man to write 144 compliments about his ex-girlfriend. Wow. Here's the story. That's worse than jail, huh? When sentencing wrongdoers, judges sometimes choose to mete out punishments that go beyond the usual fine or prison time. More like torture. That was the case last week for one Hawaii judge who ordered a defendant to write more than 140 nice things about his ex-girlfriend after he violated a protection order. That would take longer than like a... Five to ten year sentence. Am I wrong? Second Circuit Judge Rhonda Lou told Darren Young, who is 30 years old, per the AP, for every nasty thing you said about her, you're going to say a nice thing. And no, you cannot repeat words. Like any words? Like the? Nothing. Darren Young of Kalui, Hawaii, was ordered in February to stop contacting his ex-girlfriend. But two months later, he called and texted her, 144 times over the span of about three hours. Stage five clinger, anybody? Sounds like it. According to the Maui News, he was arrested and spent 157 days in jail. At his sentencing on Friday, Young received time served and was placed on two years probation. Lou also slapped him with a $2,400 fine and 200 hours of community service. Then... Gave him the writing assignment. I had no idea judges were allowed to slap you. Slap him silly, baby. This judge did. It's so childish, quote, to think a grown man can be so thumb happy, unquote. I hope you don't have a phone anymore. And if you do, I hope you don't have her number anymore, said Judge Liu to Mr. Young in court. Other justices who have made headlines for their unusual sentencing include Ohio Judge Michael Kikinetti and Texas Judge Mike Peters. 
Good old Mike, man. Well, I kind of like this uh, different view of punishment, but... Wouldn't you rather just take the jail 30 he days? He still did take jail time and got a fine, and then on top of that... Had, it, had homework. Very excessive. 144 texts in a span of three hours. Strange. Obsessive. Compulsive. The whole, the whole not being able to use the Stalkerish. same word thing. Is there is that even humanly possible? That's a good question. Do you want to try it? N no, I've we zero could, We interest. could do that. That could be a bit. I think you should do that. You kind of just you volunteered yourself as tribute, right? Bab, you heard that. Yep. It's on record. Yep. So you are uh, you want to do that? Sweet. Looks right. like I've already agreed. We'll have it ready for next week. Don't, uh, don't flake on us now. No next promises. Next up here on Let's Get Weird. Guys, what do you think about Kentucky Fried Chicken? I know you're not a... A McDonald's fan, Eric, even though you eat it once a week. KFC, though, on the other hand, what are we thinking? KFC. The Colonel. It's not. I mean, I'm, I'm choosing Popeye's over KFC. I okay. mean, I don't know where else I I'm need to go I'm not asking that. about other chicken places. I'm saying just KFC. I mean, it's, Is it finger licking good or not? It's not finger licking good. It's no, not finger -licking, I wouldn't consider finger -licking, it. Finger -licking good. No, Popeye's is finger licking good. Okay. Popeye's is W eating good. It is. KFC is not. KFC is not. I don't think. I think I'd rather eat a Jameis Winston W. All right, Bab, you look like you are a KFC eater. Wow. <laughs> uh, I will Slap take, in the face. I will take KFC over Popeyes. But oh, my. Bab, Mike, cut that off. Shut up. But I'm not going out of my way for either of them. So when's the last time either of you had KFC? Oh, uh, it's been years. It's been probably at least a year or two. Really? No, yeah. I can pin it coming back up to Denton. After I first moved in up here in August of 2015, I stopped at a KFC on my way back up from Houston. Did you immediately regret it? What'd you get? It, did it take you a few days to regret it? Uh, no, I regretted it pretty quickly. Yeah. I what, mean, I'm going to get? Golden Chick. What'd you order? Was it a $5 going to Golden Chick. Up? Yeah, what did you get? Box combo? Did you get a family something, bucket of chicken? Yeah, something that involves a lot of chicken in those wedge fries they have. I am, I, I, I'm not a, a huge fan of the chicken. That's kind of my problem with them. Their sides are good. The mac and cheese is good. I was going to say, the mac and cheese. The mashed potatoes and, and, and gravy is good. The potato wedges aren't bad. Their you corn know? is good. But I'm not eating their chicken over Popeye's their or pot Golden pies, Chick. Their or, chicken pot pies aren't bad at all. I don't freak with pot pies. You don't like pot pies? Um, no, I love, I love pot and I love pies. But I don't love them together. Really, I love a good pot pie. Do you like baths? Do you like taking baths? Do I like bathing? Yes, if the bath is cleanly and big enough. Okay. Do you like bathing in Popeye's chicken? Well, do you in like Popeye's, bathing in yes. KFC's chicken? I can't say that I would like to bathe in KFC's chicken. Do you bathe? I only bathe Mr. in Chick-fil-A Chick coleslaw. Wow. Well, Chick-fil-A doesn't have coleslaw anymore. They There's, don't anymore. Now, and so I haven't taken a bath in years. That is all I need to know, this whole coleslaw <laughs> thing. That got weird. To know <laughs> that you, Bab, are a serial killer. Okay, guys, have either of you ever used a bath bomb? No, I have do bombed, not, I have do bombed not many a bath. tell me. A bath bomb. You know what a bath bomb is. Yes, I've bombed many a bath, as I said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... But do you really? But know no, the I don't do think not. I've ever. So I don't think I've like ever. I think bombs. I know where this is going, it, and I bath, hate it. I got bath bombs. I got bad cereal here. killing coleslaw, and I got fried chicken KFC. <laughs> so I'm just like, it's a whirlwind for it's, me right now. It's all coming together though. In oh, one it's coming. Nice bath. So the bath bombs are like little. I guess what are the, they're little wrapped casings that have are scented. Or have some kind of flavoring or something to them. Flavoring, drop, like so you can drink your water. Well, the bath it, water? It's, it's mainly scents, and it creates the bat, the bubbles, the bubbles in the bath. So it's like a 
That's oh, how you okay. get your bubble bath. You drop it in oh, there. Oh, and it's like the different colors and crap. Different colors. Yeah, yeah, smells yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, it's fun. So it's fun. That's bath what bombs. People like to use bath bombs. Yeah, exactly. Actually, my girlfriend got a bath bomb for a birthday gift. For people. us. Uh, for you. For you. No, no, no. I won't be joining her in the bath. Oh, okay. That's all her. That's her private time. That's her me time, right? From, from now on. That's, oh, always. Well, for those of you that are interested, KFC Ooh. is now selling a KFC fried chicken bath bomb. Wow. So you can smell like original recipe. That is the... Bab, I feel like your serial killing ways will lead you to a KFC bath bomb, no. which is quite frightening even, and disturbing. Even I'm and I'm concerned for you and one. your loved ones. But that is one of the most insane things I've ever heard in my life. Why would you want to smell like KFC chicken? I mean... Who's doing this? Well, the only people that are doing this are those moms that you talked about a few months ago that that birthed their children at KFC and now they have some sort of love for the the franchise. Or anyone or was that okay. participating well, in reverse blunt? It's not burger. <laughs> it's not being sold in the United States right now. Thank God. Novelty retailer Village Vanguard has worked with KFC to manufacture this. I'm novelty. sure Bab will find a way to get it on the black market. <laughs> Apparently, it really does smell like KFC's famous recipe, uh, an homage to the quote-unquote delicacy. Is it homage or is it homage? I think it's homage. I, I, I think homage. it's paying homage. I think it's homage. <laughs> I think that sounds, it's not homage, it sounds better jackass. coming out of my gonna, mouth is homage. I think I'm going to kill both of you after I take a nice coleslaw bath. Oh, yeah, we know you no, will, no, no. Bab. We're getting you we this, know you We're will. getting you this KFC. We know it's only a matter of time, Bab. <laughs> bath bomb. For the, you're the only one on nosebleed seats. <laughs> The company, Mysteriously, Walter and Giafalo go missing. The company has launched the quirky bath bomb in Japan as a limited edition. And of course, Japan gets this. Shout out to Darvish. 100 lucky winners will get to enjoy this. So it's going, they're, they're giving it out as like a promotion. Now, I will say this. Having been out of the country, people love KFC overseas. In South Africa, there's KFCs everywhere. I've been told in England from my grandmother who's British, they love KFC in England. Apparently, they love it in Japan as well. That's that's really just like it's one of those random things like why you know like have they not ever had Popeyes do they not have Popeyes I don't there? think Popeyes has get, gotten its chicken tentacles that far I think KFC has cornered the international market honestly I prefer my chicken without tentacles so I think that's probably why I prefer you know, Popeyes. it's called calamari I do actually like calamari so no squid KFC baths for any of you guys uh not since that one time you know, never going to do that again. That what? was a mistake. Dude, you actually bathed in coleslaw? You thought the chicken like coleslaw was that good? <laughs> it was some good-ass coleslaw, It was man. pretty good coleslaw. I mean, look, I worked at the company for eight years and might be going back to work a day a week. But did you like the carrot and raisin salad, too? What are you, 70? <laughs> I love lubies, too, so maybe I am. I think Jesus, you're, some, you're, you're an old soul, Bab. <laughs> you look like someone who would go to lubies. You're so an old soul. <laughs> My parents are coming into town this weekend to visit me, and they've already picked out we're going to Luby's for oh Sunday lunch. Oh, my God, dude. That is, are your parents 79 years old? Bab, are you... How old are you, Bab? There's I'm no 22. way. Jesus, dude, you're a vampire or something, because you are much older than that. You're just oh, a young man's well, body. Well, that went even better than I thought. Now, I did love the lemon pie and the cheesecake before Chick-fil-A got away, and the brownies with the nuts. They still the, the, brownie the, bads, the, the brownie bads. Still sell the brownie bads are actually good. I haven't had those in a while. Brownies were delish. I agree. They got rid of the chicken salad sandwich. wasn't selling. I liked the chicken salad sandwich, too. Well, see, even the chicken salad sandwich bath, 
you know, is is fine, and that actually but not the that feels pretty good. Original too. recipe, no. not the original. Okay. Can't do it with the original. Well, that's it. Verdict on Let's Get Weird with Wolchuk. No, thank you. And uh, so back the KFC to the serial back. killer. That does it. Episode thirty-eight edition of Let's Get Weird with Wolchuk. Wow, we learned a lot in that segment. We did. Thank you, Wolchuk, for thank bringing you. that hey. to light. My pleasure. No split seats <laughs> podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Giafalo, producer Bab. Ladies and gentlemen, the college football playoff rankings are out. Is Miami in? Is Miami in? Miami is not in the top oh, four. You're, are you serious? But your Canes did get a big win this weekend, Eric, and let's relive it, Bab. How are we not in the top four? Cut 106. The Canes win. The Canes win. Jackson looking to throw. Ains this one for the end zone. For Savoy intercepted by Miami. Sheldrick Redwine has it. He cuts back at the 10, toward the near sideline of the 20. He's got a convoy at the 30, 35, out to the 40-yard line. Sheldrick Redwine with an interception, and Miami brings the curtains down on the show at Hard Rock Stadium. Dang, Joe Zagaki, what a freaking boss of a call, dude. That was a good call. Now, so this guy who intercepted, his name's Redwine? Yeah, Redwine. Do you have a white wine on the team, too? Red, red wine. Picked off on the pass by Merlot. So he Stay close to me. Did he go to the sideline? They, they drape him with the turnover chain. Make Celebration hoopla. I love Redwine. And... Sheldrick is a hell of a player. I love him too. Is he good? Yeah, we actually he was a corner for us and he started, I'm pretty sure, as a freshman. And then we got some badass corners and we needed a safety, so we kicked him out to safety and he's been a hell of a player. He's turnover chaining it up. We're eight and oh. On our all black uniforms looking like badasses. It was such a good night. Everybody was doubting us. Vegas had Virginia Tech winning by three. I was like, get out of here. Malik Rogier. And that kick-ass defense of ours stormed into Hard Rock Stadium. Yes, yeah, okay, so Hard what, Rock Stadium. Have you been to Hard Rock Stadium? Have you gotten to see To me, it looks a little weird. I didn't realize that. I thought it was just built for Miami to get them out of the Orange Bowl. I didn't realize the Dolphins are playing there as well. Yeah, it's, it, it was the, the Dolphins, Dolphins are the primary yeah. tenant. Yeah. And it kind of looks like half of a stadium. It doesn't, do look, it doesn't look very big to me. Um, it's actually... Pretty. I mean, it's not. And they've as big got as it like kind of boxed in with like the. Uh, so it was the hosted a, the back. Hosted a bunch of Super Bowls. So it was just a normal. No way. Hard yeah. Rock. Yeah. Well, well, not since well, they got the be, canopy the on. It has Bowl. always the been Orange Hard Rock. Bowl hosted some it Super hasn't Bowls. always been Hard Rock. Or it was, Sun Life it was, Stadium. Yeah. Sun Life Stadium. That's Sun the same stadium. Oh, it's the same stadium. They just redid it. Yeah. They just put a roof on it. All they did was put that canopy on there. That thing that you see that's covering it. So now it's kind of like the old Texas Stadium where there's just that like hole in the middle of the field. Um, so it's same venue, and, and they changed some of the seating and things like that. Really? So it's the exact same stadium, but it's the same stadium. They just revamped it. Yeah, the exactly. seats are now the kind of teal instead of orange, and they put yep. a roof over the top. And they so, just, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. They did like a whole Orange Bowl farewell, their last game playing there for Miami. Yeah, years ago. Why? Because it's gone. It's now Marlins. It's not Park the Orange is, Bowl. Yeah, Marlins. Okay. Park it's is a completely different now. stadium. Got completely it. different yeah. location. Got it. Okay. So yeah. Glad we could share that with you. Hard Rock Stadium. And that place was jumping. And that place is going to be jumping on Saturday night. Michael Irvin's going to be doing cocaine, guaranteeing freaking hurricane victories. It's a shame we don't have that audio. But, my God, we're going to have it for you next week. Georgia wins again. Alabama wins again. Notre Dame gets the victory. They're coming in hot for that game against the Canes. Clemson 
They had a scare against NC State, but came back and won it. Bedlam, the game of the weekend, and my oh my, it paid off. Oklahoma got the victory, but the Pokes were in it till the end. All offense, no D. And it's weird because usually on a Saturday, you get no D, and you're kind of sad about it, right? What? It's Saturday. You get no D, and it's like, wow, this turned into a pretty crappy weekend. Yeah, all right. But this um, was actually a lot of fun, man. No D, and still had a good time. Here's the thing, though. With this whole Big 12 football air raid, we're going to score 70 points a game. Touchdown, touchdown, it touchdown. It takes four and a half to five hours to play a game. It was killing because me. Because of this freaking stop every first down clock stops i think we might need to reevaluate that rule the first down clock stoppage yes i can understand because it does drag games it's long i was not, on the board at plus the there for were that like game three or four holy god it took forever for that game yeah yeah it was it was bad i mean but but it was I mean it was entertaining though at least it's not like it's it was like it was dragging oh, out it was a it's great like game, it's entertaining it's just, you don't need so to, it's hard to really it doesn't say. need to take four and a half hours to five hours to play a football game unless it's fifty five to fifty two it was it, it sixty two to fifty two or okay whatever the heck it was it was fifty five to fifty two it felt like at halftime yeah I mean no, it was thirty eight all at half the thing that freaked me out was I had n- I'd never never in my life heard the term or heard this game referred to as bedlam isn't that the weirdest thing. No, that's, that that's, I've never I've heard that in my whole heard, life. Uh, no, it is weird that you haven't no, heard yeah, that. Yes. No, I've never heard that. And yeah, now this week, I've heard the word bedlam. I'm so sick of the word bedlam. I'm ready to blow my brains out if I hear it again. Well, you don't have to worry about that because you won't have to worry about it until next year. Unless those two somehow meet in the Big 12 championship game again, which I don't know if that's going to happen. We'll see. Upset of the weekend, Iowa at home waving to the Children's Hospital demolishes the Buckeyes after we were just praising Ohio State. And JT Barrett on a huge come from behind oh, yeah. win. Screw you, JT. They lay a freaking egg and get killed by Wal- the Hawkeyes. Walchick was all on that JT Barrett board last week, and now you just gotta you gotta jump off. There's no way you can stay on that. There, well, there, I was not a good really player. on it. I no, was you were you standing were standing up. I was, I was like one foot yeah. in, kind not of really buying for dear it. life there. Saquon Barkley's lost on the road to Sparty. And Saquon, man, he got held to. So there goes six and seven down for the count. Yards. TCU gets the win. Wisconsin got the win. So that was the rest of the top ten. So here are your new college football playoff rankings. Miami's got to be in there, dude. Come on, dude. Well, where do you say? You mean in the top four? Yeah. They're not. The top four remains the same. Georgia, Bama, Notre Dame, Clemson. All right, we're about to wax Notre Dame. We'll be in there next week, huh? Yes. If, if Miami defeats Notre Dame, I think that they will be either – three or four i wonder if football yoda can give me any any notre dame miami love. we can ask him later when he comes in oklahoma at five tcu at six so oklahoma even though they beat 11 oklahoma state on the road they stay at five despite number four clemson getting a scare tcu at six tcu and oklahoma five and six play this week huge game so then you've got miami at seven so you've got seven versus three, Miami and Notre Dame, and you've got six and five, TCU and Oklahoma, taking on the gridiron against each other this weekend. Huge weekend in college football. Give me OU. Give me Miami. Those your picks. Okay. Hell yeah, baby. We've also got Iowa at Wisconsin. Wisconsin in the top ten right now. Iowa just upset Ohio State. Georgia at Auburn. Auburn is ranked, I believe, at 14. They've moved up to 10 now, actually. So you've got one at 10. Great game there. And then Michigan State and Ohio State. Michigan State, who's gaining a little ground now after upsetting Penn State. 
Ohio State didn't fall that far. They're still chilling down there in the teens as well as Michigan State. They're right up there next to each other. Ohio State at 13, Penn State at 14, and then Michigan State is up at 12. So that's a 12 versus 13 matchup. Well, it sucks for the Big Ten, man, because now they're not going to have anybody in the college football playoff. Don't think that they will. So sad, so sad. You could have two SEC teams. Don't think you'll have two ACC teams. No. No. Just going to be Miami. Well, Notre Dame, technically not in a conference. Yeah, they're they're not in conference. But, I mean, they're not going to be there after Miami beats them. So I'm really sick of this Miami disrespect, man. I, I'll tell you what. We're 8-0. We are 8-0. and and we got Clemson ahead of us. We still got Notre Dame ahead of us. Obviously, we're going to beat them head-to-head there this week. There are four, four one-loss teams ahead of Miami. Clemson, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, and TCU. I saw something the other day that based on what uh, the Miami schedule, what they've had this year, only 11% of teams would be still undefeated like Miami currently is with the schedule that well, they've Miami's faced. got a chance to prove it to the world at home against Notre Dame, Game who is now third in, Coral in the country. Gables for the first time in like a decade. I'm psyched. They're going to be on campus. They've never done that. There's always at the Orange Bowl. Now they're going to be on campus. It's going to be a beautiful day. The Rock is going to be lively as ever. And it's Catholics versus convicts, baby. Turnover chain. It is. It's Catholics versus convicts again. Reunited. I love it. I am so Two top I am ten so teams. excited for oh, that game. I'm just dope. sick of just the disrespect that, that Miami's getting. I mean, it's just straight slap in the face, slap in the face. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna see some shakeups, in my opinion. If Miami wins, I think they're in the top four. If Notre Dame wins, obviously they're staying where they are. And then TCU and Oklahoma. I think you've got to put the TCU Oklahoma winner in the top four, in my opinion, ahead of Clemson. Ahead of Clemson, man. With Clemson just I mean, look, NC State's been ranked. I understand it. But they've been ranked towards the bottom half of the top 25. Clemson struggled. They had to come back and rally in the fourth quarter, and they won by one possession. Clemson's still really good, but I would put a one-loss Big 12 team, whether it's Oklahoma or TCU, having just played each other, and they're both at 5-6, and six, I'd have them jump Clemson if it were me. I won't argue with you. It's we'll all about see. the Canes anyways, man. I mean, come on. So it'll be fun. College football is freaking cranking right now so much to digest and so much to be excited about right now within the college football landscape no split seats podcast zach wolchuk eric chia follow producer bam we haven't done it in a little while but now it is time for a ufc roundhouse because ufc 217 was this weekend and you know it's a big ufc event because my man eric chia follow actually watched it sure did and that's because your boy my boy, I guess not your boy, Mr. George St. Pierre, GSP, coming back after four years off, which I was blown away. We were talking about it watching the fights. I'm like, wait, it's been four, four years? Four long years. That's crazy. And then he came back. He looks huge. He's fighting at 185 as opposed to 170. Yep. And he looks like a, I mean, he looks like a linebacker. Yep. He looks like he should be playing next to Sean Lee on Sundays. And he, he comes in there and he puts puts on a show. Thick and mean and vicious. GSP, here's the thing with me, my opinion on George Rush St. Pierre. Just being his prime, unstoppable. Maybe the greatest fighter of all time. And after he came back and looked as good as he did Saturday night against Michael Bisping to win the middleweight championship, and we'll have some audio to prove it in just a moment. The problem for me was, George St. Pierre, you should just get on people, lay on them at 170, because he's such a good wrestler and he's so strong, and he would do that for 25 minutes, all five rounds, then win the unanimous unanimous decision. 
And I thought his last fight against Johnny Biggerick Hendricks, a native of Texas, I thought he lost personally. And then he went ahead, kind of retired. He's always been very uncommittal on what he's going to do. But I think it's non-committal. Non-committal. Continue. Uncommittal, Continue. non-committal. No, 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 no problem. But you know what, St. Pierre, I got to say, earned mad respect from the UFC world with what he did. He but went that to college. Even... He went to college, came back, and whooped your ace. Boy. Yeah, well, it was a great fight between him and Bisping. The whole card was sensational from top to bottom. And the main event, you had Bisping in, uh, excuse me, GSP. But you had three freaking title fights on this card. And it started off with the aforementioned Johnny Hendricks. He loses to Paolo Costa. This dude looked twice the size of Johnny Hendricks. They should not have been in the same octagon together. Costa defeated him. TKO punches in Costa round two. Costa is an sexy, animal. dude. Oh, he's an he animal. He is beautiful, and he is ripped up and shredded like Rambo. It was amazing to see. Johnny Hendricks looks like he just got off the couch with a Miller Lite in his belly. He looked half the size of this dude. Well, I mean, he was, he, yeah. I mean, he, and he was flabby. He was not fun. And this Acosta dude or whatever the hell. This dude was ripped. I mean, he looked like he should have been on the cover of some sort of steroid magazine. Yeah, he looked ripped, juiced, and he showed But he had it. a GQ face. Like, it was, it was yeah, ridiculous. I was blown away. Yeah, I know. You like that stuff. Steven Wonderboy Thompson defeated Jorge Masvidal via unanimous decision. And then came the title fights. The first one, the strawweight champion, Joanna champion, Joanna Jacek versus Rose Namajunas, Thug Rose, formerly of the Ultimate Fighter. I've been following Rose throughout his career, her career. She was the biggest underdog on the card. Everybody expected Joanna, who was going to beat Ronda Rousey for most title defenses in women's UFC history. Not so fast, my friends. Cut one. Thug Rose. What? The knockout of Joanna? Referee Big John McCarthy has called a stop to this contest at three minutes, three seconds of the very first round. Declaring the winner by knockout and new undisputed UFC strongweight champion of the world, Pog Rose Namayuna! I'm at a loss for words. That was unbelievable. The winner and new UFC strawweight champion of the world, Rose Namajunas. How does that sound to you? Man, it sounds like butter. Like butter? Like, like butter. butter. Does this even feel real? No. Love butter. I feel like a movie right now. It was one of the most shocking moments. I think I tweeted it as it happened. Thug Rose just became the next Holly Holm. I mean, that is how shocking it was. When Holly Holm just face kicks Ronda Rousey, knocks her out. That was as dominant as Joanna Jacek had been inside the octagon. She had gone up against some beasts in that weight class. Here comes Rose. So much potential. Some people didn't think she was ready. A lot of people, people thought she was mentally weak. She came in, freaking face of a warrior. Looked like she did not care at all of what Joanna uh, said to her during the week. Phenomenal performance from Rose. Congratulations. We have a new strawweight champion. Then came... The grudge match. TJ Dillashaw versus Cody Garbrand, the former champion Dillashaw versus the new champ Garbrand for the UFC Bantamweight crown. You've got all the beasts, all the all the beef. Dillashaw leaving the gym. Team Alpha Male that Garbrand was a part of. 
they were ultimate fighter coaches. They hate each other, all this stuff, talking mad crap. And this is what happened. TJ Dillashaw in round two gets the finish on Cody Yarbrough after he just barely escaped round one after Cody had nailed him with the right hand, put TJ on the canvas, saved by the bell, finishes it with punches in round two. Congratulations to Dillashaw. Here we have it, Bab. Cut two. Ladies and gentlemen, referee Dan Mergliata has gone stop to this contest. At two minutes, 41 seconds of round number two, declaring the winner by knockout and new undisputed UFC bantamweight champion of the world, TJ Now the question is, TJ, what are you going to do? There have been rumors of you and Mighty Mouse fighting. Now you got a belt. Mighty Mouse is the undisputed pound-for-pound pound best fighter on the planet. He is hanging on to the flyweight crown. What you going to do, TJ? Cut three. Bab, cut three. Cut three! Bab, three. Now after the extremely close loss to Dominic Cruz and then the excellent performances afterwards, how sweet is it to finally have that belt back around your waist? I mean, it should be, it's around my waist this whole time in my mind. I was fighting the number one contenders. I should still be the champion. I am the champion. This is my belt. But Demetrius Johnson, I'm coming for you. I'm breaking you. You got that record that is fake. You know it. You should have been fighting me. You dodged me. I'm coming for you. I'm getting that belt. I'm coming with 25s and I'm stopping your record. Dana White said he liked the sound of that afterwards. It's my belt. I'm going to break you. You're broken, the Ooh. belt is mine, and you are broken. That's a money fight for Mr. Mighty Mouse. He should take it. That's going to be fun to watch. And then came the main event. We already talked about it. GSP versus Michael Bisping. A lot of say what they want about Bisping. He's an easy fight. This and that. Look, Michael Bisping did some damage on the ground, throwing some nasty bows on GSP. Split him open. Blood everywhere. Afterwards, GSP, who's fought a who's who line of UFC Hall of Famers, said that's the toughest fight he's ever had best fighter he's ever fought and michael bisping but bruce buffer give it to me and new number three on the night cut five fab so i always say that Wrong that, cut, that this sport is all about holy cut four fab it's all right i was just gonna say gsp prisoner of the moment gsp best fighter you've ever fought against prisoner of the moment of the week ah, maybe hit that east spot go ahead go ahead go ahead Ladies and gentlemen, referee Big John McCarthy has called a stop to this contest at 4 minutes, 23 seconds of round number 3. Declaring the winner by submission due to a rear naked choke and new undisputed UFC middleweight champion of the world, George Rush St. Four years, Dominic Cruz, the former bantamweight title, always said ring rust is false. It is not a real thing. GSP, he proved it. He looked great. Michael Bisping rocked him with some shots. George came back, rocked Mike right back, eventually got his back. <laughs> I keep saying back here, but he got his back. There's no other way to call it. In round two, gets him with the rear naked choke. Unbelievable performance from GSP. Question now, hey, does he go back down to 170, which was his original weight class that he dominated? Dana White afterwards said, no, I think he should stay at 185 and unify the belt against interim middleweight champ Robert Whitaker. 
after the fight, Dana White also asked, was this the best night of fights ever? This one's cut five, Bab. That one, not on you. That one was on me on the cut four issue. The one before that, pay attention. Damn it, Walchick. Cut five. Thank you. So I always say that, that, that this sport is all about holy shit moments. This was the holy shit card. It was, uh, I mean, every time I would get up to walk over to the octagon, the whole row behind me was going, holy shit, or wow, or, you know, it's no matter how much of an expert you are, or you think you are, you just, the sport's crazy. Nobody, I, nobody thought Joanna would lose. I think most people thought Cody would win. That was a pick em. A lot of people thought B Bisping would have the size on GSP that didn't turn out to be true. What a night. Don't you wish every commissioner of every sporting league could talk like that? Just get up there and say, man, bleep was crazy. Everybody was talking bleep, and holy bleep, this is the baddest bleeping night of my life. Only. I mean, I want Goodell. I want Silver. I don't even know who's yeah, the I mean, commissioner Dana, Dana of baseball, get away but I want that. him doing it too. I mean, Dana gets away with it because obviously that's the way it's structured, but gosh, I would love to hear Goodell doing crap like that. So now... What's happening to these fighters after this? What What's the future going to unhold? We've already teased a little bit about GSP. We'll see, but he should fight Robert Whitaker to unify the middleweight belt. TJ, Dana said he liked the idea of him and Mighty Mouse fighting. They both got belts. One's the bantamweight crown, one's the flyweight crown. We'll see what happens with that one. Joanna and Rose, I think that'll be an instant rematch. Whenever Joanna champion loses, you knew she'd get a rematch right away, especially in the fashion that that one ended. I think it's Joanna champion no mo. Yep. Joanna Jacek. Cody Garbrandt, I think, is going to sit and wait as he watches TJ and Mighty Mouse fight and might want to fight the winner of that. Or maybe he'll get a rematch in with Dominic Cruz. We'll see. And Bisping, I thought he was going to retire after this one. It kind of seemed like he was uh, talking in that way inside the octagon with his interview with Joe Rogan. But he has since come out and said he'd like to finish his career with one last fight in Manchester. England, his hometown. I don't like it, man. That's Ben Roethlisberger's syndrome right there. You start talking about retirement. Ooh, ooh. He's 38 years I old. I think Bisping, if he gets in that ring, he's already met, the R word's already jumping out of his mouth. Yeah, it might not he end well. He's going to get his face kicked in in front of his home crowd. Well, that's I'm that's sure just a fairy tale. Ending. He will choose that opponent very, very wisely. I would personally like to see him and Luke Rockhold. Get that rubber match. Hey, on. I'm not above getting my ass kicked for a couple million. Oh, so no. Call and me Mike. He would sell out that card in England. No doubt about it. He's the face of a nation. Michael the Count Bisping. Other UFC news. Ladies and gentlemen, the notorious one. Conor McGregor has a movie coming out. I knew you couldn't go through one UFC segment without mentioning your man crush. The Conor McGregor Chubb has made an appearance for the first time in a few weeks now, Walchuk. You know what? It's been like over a month, I think. Yeah. I, I kind of kept it strapped, but, you know, Not there's, today. there's only so long Not tonight. I can go. And I was kind of hoping. Why if, live that way? If Don't Conor was going to come back and fight this year, this event would have been the one to do it. You yeah. have him either like on the Jumbotron or be at the event, come out, and then you have a promo video role of him versus Tony Ferguson for UFC 219, or him versus Diaz 3 for 219, and you make it this epic announcement. Nothing came of it, so I don't think he's fighting until 2018. We'll wait and see. But he's got a film coming out called The Notorious. It's about his rise, rags to riches story. What kind of film? In theaters, just a movie. Okay, so not Kind like of a... documentary style. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa film. Uh -huh. Oh, no, not that kind of deal. Um, yeah, he's too good for that. Not again. Not again.
so that's coming out tomorrow. It's in theaters for one night only. It's already premiered in Ireland. There's all kinds of stuff. Interviews of Connor and his coaches. You can go and watch that. But here's the first preview that came out. I just think it's kind of cool. This is for a scene from the film where Connor first quits his plumbing job to focus solely on his MMA career. He's got no money. He's got nothing. In fact, his training partner doesn't even have headgear and equipment. This is cut six, bad roll on it. What's everyone else doing on Saturday? Probably out drinking and getting up to no good. I'm here waiting on a 90-plus kilo. Coke? Big rugby head. Christopher Forster? Well, most people go you know kilos I mean? instead of pounds. To come and basically have a scrap with. Can't even afford a head guard at the moment. <laughs> I was gonna ask you, do you have a spare one, dude? <laughs> have you not? <laughs> He's a European welterweight champ. UFC ready. You know what I mean? We can't even buy ourselves fucking gear. For our guys coming up, we don't have sports council paying for shit. We just show up here and do what we do and beat the shit out of each other and just hope that we beat the shit out of each other enough that we become really good and get that shell for the UFC and get there and start making the big money. The aim for everyone is to get to the UFC, the premier promotion, you know what I mean? No, we don't give a fuck about no other, no other shit. Yeah, with the UFC, it went nothing. It could happen any day. It's literally, we have a fight in nine weeks. Do you want it? You're fucking right, I want it. You know what I mean? So it could happen like that. The vision is there, and the story unfolds from that point forward. We know where Conor McGregor is now. I can't wait to see it. I'm excited. I got my ticket. Wait, so it's coming out next in week. theaters. It's in theaters. Specialty one night only, 7.30 screening across, I don't know, the country of the United States. And then what? In the Red Box or Netflix? I don't know. You never get to watch know. it if you don't buy tickets I'm tomorrow? Sure, I'm sure yeah, there'll be some Red other way to watch it. Red Box and Bang with the Conor McGregor movie? Yeah. Ideally, yes. Bang, bang, yeah. So that'll be fun to watch. I'm excited about it. Can't get enough Conor McGregor in my life. Oh, I know you can't. I know. I know. Are you going by yourself to watch this? I'm or? going with uh, my buddy Jared. Okay, so you are going to bring a friend. I didn't know if you just needed to be solo, just you and Connor. No, 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 no. Um, I'll be I'll be with the buddy. Fellow, Good. Fellow Connor McGregor man crusher. We'll be there together. You want to come? Yeah, but I don't want to see that movie with you guys. Oh, well, that's kind of what I was referring to. Oops. No Split Seats podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bam. It is now that time of the show where the football Yodas are on their way. Oh, I can hear them. They're about to kick us out. This is weird. I can't even see them yet, but I can hear them. What the heck? <laughs> Holy crap, what an entrance, man. They they did say they were going to do something cool, but... Oh, God. No, what? God, hey. All right, NFC East Yoda's in the building, Eric. Got the, Woo! Get the hell out of here, Eric. Got those, that Chuck and Chief. Get the hell out of here. It's football, Yoda, NFC East Yoda, take over. Bad, what'd you think of that intro? Yeah, what'd you think? We came out I told Eric yeah. we are going to do some cool stuff. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Do you like that? You brought in the whole Millennium Falcon. I brought everything. the Falcon. Yeah, I brought oh, the Falcon. Oh, yeah, we got it. We got it straight from you know who. Yeah, we, we know a guy. You know a guy who knows a guy who... Rob some people. Uh, okay. But we're here, ladies and gentlemen. The hey, Yodas are It's a good week for you, my Yoda friend. NFC East Yoda, you know, I'm I'm feeling okay. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm feeling on top of the world like I was last week when I came in here and I was undefeated. 
But two and two, you know, Cowboys. Five hundred week. Yeah, it's a five hundred week. I've told you, don't bet against Zeke and the boys. No, you're right, but I didn't know if it was just going to be the boys. That's something you should know. You're right. My vision was a touch fuzzy. Hey, I didn't see Deshaun Watson getting in an ACL injury either. So, well, the thing we're, that really fair. the thing that really screwed me is the those Redskins, man. Those pesky Redskins. Yeah. Storm into Seattle and win on the final play of the believing game. Well, I could have told you that one, but. Well, I don't know football because... No, you're right. I didn't see that I'm either. the NFC East Yoda, and I didn't see it. So, don't think you would have seen it either Well, there, NFC East, tell me what's happening this week. I've been dying to know. Well, I'm coming off 2-2, two and two, so I'm not feeling terrible, but I'm definitely looking to go undefeated this week. I only got three games, three visions. Only three? Why? The Eagles are on their bye week. Best oh, team in football, 8-1. Those Jays. Eagles are on a bye. Jays and Blunts. Yeah, they're on a bye week, so they're sitting clean at 8-1. and one. They had a dominant, I mean a dominant victory, and I saw it clear as day yeah, a it was week ago good. today. I good saw one. the Eagles dominating those Broncos, and, man, they put up a 50-burger on those boys. That's the best defense in the NFL, according to statistics, even though I would say the Jags are better. But congrats to the Eagles. You get the week off. You deserve it, man. And, by the way, Lane Johnson, you threw Von Miller around like he was a ragdoll. It was unbelievable. So, Shout out to the Eagles on their bye week. Don't get to do any predictions for them. I will tell you they will not lose. So that's about as far as I can go with the Eagles this week. But the three big-time games, and let's start with your Cowboys. I know Eric came on the show a few weeks ago and just said after the Dolphins game, after he saw the Dolphins who can't run on anybody, run all over the Falcons, he said, I don't care what the deal is. I don't care how bad the Cowboys are going into that Falcon game. Cowboys are winning that Falcon game. Because oh, the Cowboys yeah. are going to run all over with Zeke Four or without row, him. Another We Damn Boys show it's, for the nosebleed seats. Huh? That's right. I know Walchick's going to be really excited when he listens back and hears what I'm picking. And here's the deal, man. The Falcons cannot stop the run. And, and the Cowboys, well, they run the ball pretty well. The Dolphins ran on them. And that's really all I have to say. Dolphins don't run on anybody. The Cowboys are going to go into Atlanta, into Mercedes-Benz Stadium, without Chick-fil-A open. And they're going to dominate those Falcons on the ground. Cowboys come away with a victory. Four in a row. We'll see you against San Diego. Make it L.A. next Thursday. Yes. Next game we got, we got the Giants taking on the Jimmy Garoppolo-led San Francisco 49ers. Is Garoppolo going to play? Listen, I'm NFC East Yoda. I'm seeing Garoppolo suited up. Mm. Okay? And I'm seeing Garoppolo starting 1-0. For those bleeping 49ers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They're at home. They're at Candlestick. The Giants and Ben McAdoo. I mean, Ben McAdoo doesn't even have a motivational halftime speech for his team. The Giants have mailed it in. They're getting scored on on fourth and 30 by Cooper Cup and a bunch of guys. So the Giants lose again. 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo get the dub. And that's Cowboys victory. And that's 49ers beating the Giants. My final game is... Those Washington Redskins, they are at home against the Minnesota Vikings. That is a heck of a team coming off a bye week. And I don't think they're going to fool me again. Washington, you fooled me. Shame on you. You're not going to fool me twice. That would be shame on me. The Eagles are on a bye, and the Redskins are losing at home to the Vikings. The Vikings are a top three team in the NFC without question. Teddy Bridgewater might be active for the game. Not going to say he's playing, but he will probably be suited up. And the Redskins lose. So let's make it one and two 
for the NFC this week. And the good guys get the win. The good guys, yes. The good guys go for four in a row. On a side note, could you tell me how Jarek McKinnon will do? Jarek McKinnon's going to have himself an afternoon, my friend. He's got a week off. He rested that body. Fantasy-wise, you should be feeling good. Oh, good. Football Yoda needs a good game from Jarek McKinnon. Well, NFC East Yoda has come and gone. I mean, that's really all I need to do here. So what you like to do. do, we, do I, should I stick around? Or yeah, should yeah. I... Why don't you talk to me a little bit? All right. All right. Eric? Yeah, Eric didn't care. No, no, no. We don't <laughs> want him here. We Eric does. Here. I mean, literally, the guy I've doesn't already care. Sent crazy. Wolchuk to Naboo. All right. So I was uh, one and two last week. Not good. I must do a better job this week. I must. All right, football. So here comes the you picks. Suck. Hey, listen, listen, look at me. Undefeated week this week. You suck. Reno, baby. You hear me? It's going to be 3 and don't you worry. For the people. For the people. You can write it down with pens. Put it in ink. Don't worry about it because these visions are as clear as crystals. I'm tattooing this on me, football. Don't let me down. The Pittsburgh Steelers are at the Indianapolis Colts. Steelers off a bye. Colts off a win on the road at Houston. The Jacoby Brissett's of the world are looking good. And Andrew Luck took the advice of Zach and Eric. And he's sitting out the rest of the year for better players. Holding out for better players, man. That's a brilliant move. Way to go, Andrew. Brilliant. So it's now Brissett all the way. Well, the Steelers, they're damn good. And Le'Veon Bell is going to have a freaking field day inside. The Schmiss Schuster loves that turf indoors. At Lucas Oil, he's going to have another good game. Steelers roll against the Colts. Book it. I like that. I like that. That's a good call. That's a good pick. It's a safe pick. I feel like you're going to get bolder as we go along here. We're talking bolder right now. The Bills are at home, right? And we just talked about, hey, or Zach and Eric really talked about, Bills are a different team when they are at home. Ralph Wilson, man. I know they're playing the New Orleans Saints, who are red hot right now. They've won six in a row. But Breeze, outdoors in what should be a pretty cold Buffalo. That running game's coming together, but that Bills defense just steps up, and I think they are going to make plays. The Bills get the win at home over the Saints. They snap the six-game winning streak. I like it. I like it. I like it. Keep going. Keep going. You're on fire right now. Don't stop. Number three. This is one where a lot of people... Have been kind of, eh, should we buy into this team? Should we not buy into this team? Okay. I'm telling you now, folks, buy into the L.A. Rams. Jared Goff is for real. Todd Gurley is for real. They've got a guy named Bob Woods hauling in titties left and right. Sean McVay and the 49ers Sammy Watkins are the bomb. Is going to dribble in a little bit here and there, and that defense Led by Aaron Donald in the middle, makes plays all over the field. And the Texans are without their leader, Deshaun. Insert Tommy Savage. That spells disaster. You said on it. the road at the Coliseum, the Rams will extend their NFC West leading record to six in two. Correction, seven and two. Oh, football, good correction. Because they will need to, as the Seahawks will also beat the Cardinals. There you have it, four, and I gave you that last one as a yeah! bonus. You've got the Steelers over the Colts, the Bills over the Saints, 
the Rams over the Texans, and on Thursday night, the Hawks stomp the Cards. There is the football Yoda predictions, and by the way, Notre Dame will be Miami. Sorry, Eric. Fuck! Football Yoda out. gosh that was the most intense yoda segment i have ever seen the falcon the the falcon was here dude bro did he did he just seriously say the hurricanes were gonna lose by the way did i, I hear was, that i don't know i just got back from naboo that was in that was i'm literally my eyes are burning right i now. can't they see you they are burning i cannot even see dude I've got naboo dust in my face that was the craziest yoda thing what was that, dude? Did, dude, did NFC should have picked the Cowboys? The, yeah, he did. Yeah, he, did. he did. He did pick the Cowboys. He guaranteed. Oh, it. He hell said yeah. Falcons can't stop the run. Oh, thank God. It's true. They can't. Does that mean Zeke will be good? Zeke's gonna be there. Oh Zeke's, yes. Zeke's gonna be there. Oh, It'll God. be official on Thursday or Friday, but Oof. he'll be there Sunday. What about the rest of those? Bananas bouncing off helmets. He'll be bouncing all over those helmets. Sweet, sweet, yeah, sweet. and the Giants lose. I'm pretty sure he had the Redskins losing. I don't think the Eagles played this week. So, so. yeah, the Eagles aren't a buy for sure. They, so it's they have really a just, before they play I mean, the according Cowboys. to NFC East Yoda, it's it's a total victory week for for the Cowboys. Sounds perfect. It does yeah, absolutely no, it perfect. Does. Did he? Did you ask him about Miami? No, but he. I'm. I'm. I thought when I when I coming in here, I thought he said Notre Dame beats Miami. Even NFC East Yoda took it bad. So <laughs> is that what that was? Yeah. That's what it sounded like. I don't know. I heard somebody I was, yell in a profanity. Well, I think it was NFC East. Really? He's a Canes yeah. fan, too? Yeah, I think. Oh, man. Well, how about that, huh? Screw you, football Yoda. Hey, we'll see how the Yodas do. That I mean, was so intense, though. That like, was, I could feel the buildup as I got back. But, dude. But it's weird because I can't feel anything now. I can't feel my, my legs. First of all, the atmosphere and the temperature in Naboo is not for human beings. I'm so happy that I got M back here in this room with you guys. The safe space, we like to call it. Well, I'm just glad. you. It looks like you finally got the blood back in your face. That yeah. chub kind of just vanished there. I don't know. I was pale white. Yeah. No Split Seeds Podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab. There you have it. That's episode 38 in the books. That was a whirlwind, man. My God. Thank you very much to the Diamond Broker. Holiday season coming up. Hit up the Diamond Broker Dallas for all your holiday season needs. Thank you to WBLZ Sports. Thank you to Susanna and Deja, S&D Media. And thank you to the Yodas, as always. Yodas, of course. Hit us up. <laughs> On our website, www.nosebleedseatsradio.com. Our tweets are on there at Nosebleed Pod. Our Facebook, Nosebleed Seats Podcast. We're all over the social medias. Hit us up. Let us know what's up with your life. We'll see you next week, ladies and gentlemen. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody. Come poised. Bananas bouncing off helmets. <laughs>